Football on Off the Ball with Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership, and much more live on Sky Sports. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you three to five this evening. This is Football Saturday. Remember, Football on Off the Ball brought to you by Sky. Get all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports, BT Sports, and Premier Sports. You can text us 53106. <sighs> tweet us at Off the Ball. Liverpool have scored. <laughs> Luis Diaz. Not even had our first yet, minute. Really. Liverpool won, Bournemouth nil. It's across from the right. Um, it was a bit like the he winner. He hasn't even introduced the guests yet. The, no, bro- the broadcaster and journalist, Johnny Ward. <laughs> Let, let's be clear, um, that's the broadcaster and journalist, Johnny Ward. Just in case you're not sure. of the Galway United UCD game last night where oh, I literally God. missed the last goal because it was such a freak. Quicker reference to that than the Liverpool goal. We were just starting the, the, the show, but uh, cross into the box. Diaz is, is pretty free and he just bullet header into uh, the top right corner. He's a... Brilliant addition to a Liverpool team that looks a little bit shaky at the moment. Looks on side. We also have Dan McDonald of the, the cross. of the Irish Independent here and the Co-Ramblers manager Shane Keegan. Shane, great to Ooh. see you back in the studio again. Yeah, I think he's outside actually. Uh, missed these interactions with Johnny taking what over the header. show. What a header. Will it stand? It might, not stand. Off, it might not stand. He's possibly off too. Maybe off. When well, they showed it there and know, still there. I always say to everybody every single week because we're watching this in the box we're subject to VAR checks here. It's Firmino with the cross as well after Salah was blocked. Oh, it's a lovely header. Happy there from the journalist and broadcaster. Yeah, broadcaster the broadcaster and journalist. The broadcaster ball. comes first before the journalist. <laughs> <laughs> Why do broadcasters come before journalists? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have to protect our own <laughs> turf. Right, order, this rings better, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it just yeah, sounds does, better in fairness. So Man United beat Southampton 1-0. This is going to VAR. We'll let you know, folks. Uh, his shoulder is off this is, this is the soul of football being destroyed as we take out the uh, the, 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 the line oh, he's onside on. Luis Diaz has scored 1-0 for Liverpool against Bournemouth other games at 3 o'clock Brentford Everton Brighton Leeds Chelsea Leicester Man City Crystal Palace and at half five Arsenal the leaders against Fulham you're welcome Shane thank you very much back good to be studio. back and uh, this is a labour of love now what you're doing at Cove Ramblers because uh, you know it must be you know you, you must have a PA for all the time that's required and everything that's a fair old spin, all right, so it is. But um, ah, look, if you look at any of the drive, like when you're, the thing with living in Leash, John, is you're an hour and a half from everywhere, but no more than an hour and a half from anywhere. So it's kind of a, just about a commutable distance to pretty much vast majority yeah, of parts of... Leash estate agent pitch. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely sounds like a lease. That's but I live, uh, I also am lucky in that where I live is just at where the Limerick and Cork motorway split. So I'm five minutes off the Limerick motorway, I'm five minutes off the Cork motorway. So I have an hour and, well, it takes me about an hour and 35 to get down to Cove literally an hour and 30 of that is on the motorway like so it's it's, it's very very handy in that respect but um no enjoying it enjoying it here you know I mean I've said before you're talking about talking about a fellow who kind of grew up playing championship manager and all that rather than a fellow who grew up playing high level football so um when you get to live it out in reality it is uh, it's very 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 enjoyable I think JD the, the big thing for Shane Keegan <laughs> is that his former club Go United are helping him in the sense Second that Cork City now. Cork Second. City are going to win the league and if you're the manager of Cove Ramblers you want Cork City to be doing well uh, because Cork City have resources <laughs> and they will send out players on loan to Cove or certainly did in the past and there's a lot of you know good talent in the south uh, coast and I could see why Shane took the job because not many jobs are available in the League of Ireland anymore. Oh, there's not. And look, while, while Johnny's uh, statement is correct. 2-0 to Liverpool. Uh, brilliant stop. goal from Harvey Elliott. He's Five there. minutes gone. I'm watching Mark Travers here just like <laughs> diving to the side. No chance with the first header. No chance with the second goal. I was like, a piece about Mark Travers today. He's actually had a very good start to the season and yet he's conceded I said, nine goals now or something like that. And... Um, 
I mean, <laughs> this could be being the Bournemouth goalkeeper is a tough gig, and it will and be a tough and gig. It's going to be a yeah. tough gig this season, and it's mad to be able to do that and have your reputation arguably enhanced as he has, despite being turned over by Man City a couple of weeks ago. We were watching him here uh, doing something similar to this, um, and the Arsenal game as well, and this one too. This kid is a talent, Dan. Ah, he's a super player. He's. I was commenting last week. I thought even when they were bet the other night against United, I thought he was very, very good. But I thought I thought he was brilliant in the handful of games he got before that bad injury last year as well he's a, he's a, he really is a brilliant player oh, that's just swept story, into the corner it? beautiful goal for Liverpool 2-0 against Bournemouth is this the point where we put a black line through the you know our agenda Liverpool's struggles was one of the things we were to oh, talk about was it well <laughs> this is the most confidence boosting game they can have at Anfield against oh, the team that are going to be 20th at the end of the season Perfect strike, they've yeah. been poor in their three games Burrow, up to now um, and the, I, I thought against Man United considering all the possession they had they didn't actually deserve to get Anthony out of the game um, and I just thought in their midfield, really, it was Milner, um, Henderson, Henderson, and obviously Harvey Elliott. Like it's just, it's not not the most inspired as much as Elliott's going to be a very good player. We had Kenny Cunningham on on the night, and he was of the opinion that um, uh, Henderson has definitely regressed. And like Milner is thirty six, so Man United had were able to break quickly and um, I, you do think Liverpool are pretty much already out of the title race to be of, of, of the three that were in last week's midfield Harvey Elliott yeah, Harvey best. Elliott is the one who will I, I think will end up in it as the yeah. season goes on yeah. because yeah. I think Henderson Fibinho's back in the team today Thiago injured as well I don't, I don't think they can declare them out of the title race Johnny if no. they're out of it then there isn't one apart from uh, what yeah, I, don't, I know yeah. the Spurs boys are here but like do you know what I mean like you can't say that after three four games yeah, otherwise what's the point that, yeah, what's the point of our existence wouldn't, like, wouldn't be like it's not even September <laughs> wouldn't be it's like not Johnny. even September and Liverpool they're out of it they're gone like it's they're like going to drop too many points in the Johnny Ward Olympics no, but I, 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 I kind of get what Johnny said like uh, they, you, need 90, you need to need 90 to 100 points to win this Premier yeah, League not this season I don't think you don't think so in a Qatar season with, did you see the fixture schedules that I have been Tottenham's, there I, 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 I booked myself, my yeah. flight to Frankfurt five minutes after Jack Pitbrook put out the, the fixture list who's getting <laughs> who's getting like I mean Man City possibly can do Spurs have nine games in October We've, but like that's, it's, that's that a health and safety that's 14, that's 14 yeah. games in 43 days was what Jack Pitbrook put up yeah. I counted them up but like uh, you that's know against humanity like in clubs that are in, in Europe like Shamrock Rovers schedule is going to be nuts like in that period mm. of time as well I think a game every 3 or 4 days this is all this is all Qatar related that's what it's about you know so Where no, no, one was, no one was willing to cede any ground like the Premier League didn't want to cede any ground around Qatar um, the Champions League is still running a full year you know trying to there was at one point they were talking about maybe putting some group games in January or something like that. That hasn't happened. So this is the inevitable consequence of it. a lot of people are up in the air going, oh, it's, it's, "It's just terrible." But no one was willing to stand back and say, from a player welfare point of view, "Well, then let's do something different this year. Let's sacrifice our um, our Boxing Day games as it would be in England or whatever," which is another sort of factor in this. That's the first no, game back. No I one's willing. To, it's the first game back, back but like yeah. I, I, you know, could you have put change the schedule at the other end or I don't know There's, it, there was no obvious solution it's not as if you're going to do a 34 game Premier League season and just let someone not play you know <laughs> four clubs you know what I mean yeah. like you, you can't do that but like when you put Qatar in the calendar this was the byproduct of it so I understand people are looking at the fixture list today and saying this is crazy but I mean that was always going to be the case yeah you know? so um, mm. Joe Gordon's Mould and Ghent for Shamrock Rovers yeah. Um, 5-3-1-0-6 how boring Liverpool, Liverpool, Liverpool all day long there are other teams well they have scored <laughs> twice where are on air in the first five minutes to be fair you know uh, there's a drinking game where you take a sip every time Johnny mentions Galway United 
Jesus. Um, well, I mean, you'd be out in your fairly well on, your the end of the show, right? yeah. Yeah. It could be drinking tea, it could be drinking, you know. Just, I know, it doesn't matter what it is, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like, you just, you know. You're, if you have an overactive bladder, you're in a bit of bother. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's been a disappointing season. He's off. It's He's off again. Yet. Like Shane is here like talking about like Shane hasn't been here since as he said since he's got the cove job. Is like management basically an addiction? Once you get into oh, 100%. it. hundred percent. Like once you get in Absolutely. once once you're in the game and you're out of it, are you antsy? Because you're like Yeah. Yeah. Because inevitably, why are you out of the game? You're out of the game because you got the sack, because your last job didn't go well. So you, you, need, you so you need to get back in the game to prove that you're better at this than the people who just actually think taught you were, and like that's that's it. You're you're, you know. Obviously, I had the Dundalk experience in between now in Galway, but I was I wasn't. Everybody knows I wasn't a manager there. Whereas now I'm back, being the manager and owner. It's back, chance to prove a point. Like sacked by Galway, leave Galway in two weeks' time. Looking forward to that one. Like you know, naturally enough. This is like a sheepskin coat the day before the press conference. <laughs> How many sound nights sleep would you reckon you've had since you've got back into it? Have you been okay, or is it still? I've been, I've been okay because I've been in a lucky enough situation whereby there's no relegation from the division, JD. So like you can build I, for next season. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Like the brief I was given was you know go in, try and you know get performances up a bit, um, but really it's 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 all about next season because there was no relegation there. Um, and to be fair, like my first three games in weren't great and they weren't great purely because of me because I was going into a group of players that been quite honest about I didn't know any of them I didn't know any of them like you're yes you're still watching the league but you're watching the Premier Division for media purposes you're watching the Premier Division and that kind of stuff so I was well off in terms of knowledge of, of the you know the Cove setup. so you're going in and you're effectively treating real live league games as pre-season games because I had to try this and try that and get to know him and get to know that. And then once we got the first three out of the way and you're chopping and changing a little bit, and once you've got a feel for fellas, now you've got a settled start in 11, a settled formation and all that. Of our six games since then, five of the six have been really, really good performances. Where do the players that are Cove come from? Is it junior football in Cork? Is it... Yeah, primarily, yeah. Um, obviously, the Munster Senior League down there would be very, very strong. Um, so it would. So, yeah, like we actually, because we had no game this weekend because we're out of the FAI Cup, we actually played two practice matches this week so we would have played uh, Mayfield Wednesday night and we played College Corinthians last night we also played Rock Mountain the Munster Senior Cup so you're getting to see like Joe Gamble who the lads would know was over yeah. College Corinthians last night um, so he was very very good side you know very very good we, we, we beat them 4-2 but they, they gave us a right good rattle of it um, so the standard of player down there is quite good so yeah you're either producing your own or you're looking around um, I mean You'd be pulling from Cork, Kerry. Because the thing about it, Munster didn't have a representative in the Premier Division this season. Is the quality of young player good in that, in that region? Well, I suppose to expand on, on Johnny's point, like, yeah, a huge thing for Cove, and, you know, there's no real way of buttering it up, a huge thing for Cove is taking Cork City's cast-offs. Um, you know, Not even cast-offs, like players that are young and need to develop, like... Yeah, 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 yeah 100%. Um, you know, like... We'd have a young guy there, say, just to pick one, say the likes of a guy called Luke Desmond, you know, and I come in and I'm looking at Luke Desmond and I'm going, Jesus, this young fella is, is, is a, a super player. Like, how did Cork not give him a, a contract at the end of last season? And then you're talking to Healy and Healy's saying, yeah, look, he is, he's very, very good, but, you know, there's still a little bit of growth here, there's still a little bit of growth there in his game, and the simple fact is, would he have started regularly for us this year or even seen regular game time? No. So, you know, Johnny's it we do need... Cork to go up because we don't want Cork shopping in the same supermarket as us if that makes sense um, if Galway could make a balls of it and allow Waterford to go up as well all the better again for us because again they're, within our, they're within our within our area and again we would like a situation where Waterford and Cork's best under 19 players 
are not able to break through to their team, so they're coming over in our direction. That supplements the players that we're producing from our own under-19 setup, which thankfully there is a really good underage setup at Cove. So that gives you a hell of a chance as well. So it does, you know. As, as well as that, JD, like the like your last result in the league was a two-all draw in Wexford. That was the result that Dundalk got last night in the cup in Wexford. Like there's a bit of depth to the first division. There are some good players there, and uh, like watching, um, I was in Turner's Cross lately and like it was the best atmosphere I've seen at League of Ireland game all season it was unbelievable like mm. and Cork has so much talent and Cove I think can prosper from that as well ah, look I think they'll be they'll be a fantastic addition back to the Premier Division and Camille were like family wise were they up for you to go back into it because they know like they know how sort of Draining it can be once you're once you're in the in the zone. Yeah, well, I suppose at the moment <laughs> I'm kind of in good form because we're putting in good performances, and it's not the end of the world if you look, like. It's I'm in a strange position at the moment, Eddie, where uh, I would take a performance over points because the points don't really mean anything to us. We're we are going to finish where we are, pretty much nailed on to finish where we are, regardless of how things go. So, like, we were. We were good in the second half against Wexford, but by and large, we were second best against Wexford. Okay, so I'm coming away from that. I'm coming away from that going, how do we bridge the gap to get to Wexford? Now, we took a point from it, okay? But then last week, we played Cork and we lost the game 2 1, but we were the better team. Really? And, um, yeah, oh, absolutely. Without a doubt, the better team against Cork. And so I'm looking at that and going, Jesus, there's real, real positive signs. So you're actually taking more from uh, the performance than the points. But no, look. Dan, as you know, <laughs> fingers in a few pies. So yeah. I had to, I had to give up three gigs to take on the Cove gig. Like I, I would have, I was managing Port Leash's Leinster Senior League team. So for the first time in four years, I'm not managing them. Uh, oh, how did he miss that? John Stone's own goals. The Crystal Palace one 0 up away to Manchester City. Wow, this should should have been this three 0 um, Horrendous miss. Most I don't know if you've seen the, the, this move again. Ellie's involved. This is. Absolute <laughs> champagne football from Liverpool, and it was a shot. I think it was Elliot with the shot. He mishit it, and Salad just couldn't convert from about two yards. This is an absolute save. Watch this watching football, the replay though. back here now. That's super football. Oh, I actually so maybe, he went with his wrong foot, didn't he? Stretch with his left instead of going with his right. Need to cross it, Elliot. But um, yeah, I would have had to give up the the. No, he didn't leash. mean to cross it. He actually meant to cross that. He gave the look. <laughs> that was an amazing cross, and Salah should have scored. The uh, Port Leash Leinster Senior League gig, and then obviously the Academy gig with Treaty, mm. and I was uh, dovetailing with Mr. Johnny Ward over there in the corner every Friday night for late night League of Ireland, which seems to have disappeared off the landscape since I went into Cove as well. So um, we'll, we'll get it back. We'll get it back. <laughs> uh, goals in the Championship: Reading one nil away to Millwall. It is Middlesbrough one, Swansea nil, Hull one, Coventry nil, Huddersfield one, West Brom nil. Blackpool won Bristol City nil earlier on. Andrew Omabamidele in an Irish team that won one nil away to Sunderland. Uh, five three one zero six for your texts. Why can't you talk at professional neutral presenters like other radio stations? Says CJ in Galway. Don't know what you mean, CJ. Been at this a long time, um, lads. Um, and I'll be at it for a long time more. Well, CJ. that's up to other people. Um, well, you assume they're accusing you of being a Liverpool fan there when uh, look, you're not. Like, I, I, I get accused <laughs> of everything. I'm not a fan of any Premier League team, to be clear. So. I get accused of everything. <laughs> fine, yeah. We're Spurs. We're the Spurs mafia in here today, uh, lads. Patter, Arsenal fan from Donegal. Uh, how are you, Patter? Uh, why could teams not play sixty minutes or seventy minutes this year with the World Cup, especially? Either side of the tournament I think it might be a bit of a difficult one to like a live golf event we're in a live uh, free zone here we were asking because of Kieran Trippier I was just love watching the highlights of that Newcastle Mad City game what a I was, game I was like you know Brilliant stuff from the schoolyard you know like and Kieran Trippier's free kick I was going oh that's fantastic stuff you know and we're just asking people about their favourite free kicks in football because we had favourite strikers last week so uh 
Messi's free kick in the semi-final against Liverpool the best of all time when you take into account the stage the opposition the goalkeeper somebody mentions Roberto Carlos I think it was from 1997 that oh, was Oh That's got to be the, 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 the pick the, the goat mm. And Alano for Man City against Newcastle 07 08 outrageous free kick Mine obviously would be Gascoigne's in the, 100% you know, <sighs> Yep that fateful game, JD. It was, yeah, yeah. Um, the last one, and then it was the, the final that he did his knee, wasn't it? So, um, it's one of my earliest memories actually of a football game was that. Same, yeah, same yeah. with myself, yeah. It would have been one of the first times my one of the first times my dad took me to a pub to watch a game. I think, to be honest, the pub crisps and the the club oranges. Liverpool nearly score a Traffles third. Good save. It was a good save. So Gavin Mazunu uh, did well in the first half, but they ultimately lost. Uh, to Manchester United, Southampton today. But he's he's got his place in the team and he looks like he's going to stay there. Oh, no, I think so, yeah. I mean, I think probably Southampton made such a big move from at the start of pre-season that it was probably clear that they made a big pitch. I would have done a piece with Brazina around July and you know, I think Hasenhutl and the goalkeeping coach, there's like some new staff behind the scenes there. And there was a feeling he would play, I think, or there was that sense he was probably going to play as much as no one would say it. And I, I, I can't see them changing him now, you know, like he's, yes, I think there's a danger that you're probably watching, you know, you're, you're probably invested in these guys doing well, that every goal they concede is like... The last oh. goal, the free kick. Yeah, and like that was a bad <laughs> one. Like, and there will be bad ones too. And yeah. like Gavin Bazzino had a season before at Rochdale who were down the bottom of League One and conceded loads of goals and because you know, he was in one of the weakest teams in the division. I know Southampton had a good win last week, but it's still more likely than not that they're going to be in the bottom five, six. So in the Premier League, he's going to concede a lot of goals this season. There will be tough days. Um, today, you know, the Fernandez strike caught first time well. I don't think he could. Don't think he'd be featuring in the analysis of that goal. Really, um, his distribution was good today. This is the thing, like that. You know, he's very much sort of the modern goalkeeper. Um, in the sense that he, I mean, he can't be. You just can't be a Premier League goalkeeper now without being good with your feet. Like that's just like, De Gea. like well, I mean, <laughs> you know, you can, unless unless you've you've an outstanding pedigree, but then the next twenty year old De Gea yeah, has yeah, to be that yeah, good with yeah, his feet, if you know yeah. what I mean. And there was a couple of times today you could see there was even probably a bit of a tactic that they were trying to use Bazunu to try and go along and maybe test Martinez in the air a bit and um, try and get in behind once or twice and um, didn't necessarily come off. But I mean. He is such a probably confident presence, Bazuna, that even if he ever was nervous, I'm not sure if he ever shows it in terms of how he sort of uh, carries himself and in, in his demeanour on the pitch. But it looks like with him and one or two other the younger players as well that they've also been playing outfield, that they're probably committed to sort of persevering with them and, and giving them a chance. So I think you know, I think there's no doubt he'll be in the Premier League for for the long haul. Absolutely, no shot of a doubt. The, the Irish, the Irish caliber of goalkeepers and centre backs is, I mean, it's, it's actually insane how good we could be. Like it really is, and to talk about building a team from that. Uh, Wigan nil, Burnley one, Watford nil, QPR one in the Championship. So Man United, like they left Ronaldo out again today. Sixty-eight minutes, he came on. Maguire was on the bench. Casemiro came on um, with ten minutes to go. But should they cut their losses on this pair, Ronaldo and Maguire? Because you can see the energy the other night. Elanga, you pick the same team. Malasia, Sancho, Rashford. You can see the energy, and they got the job done again today. Yeah, well, you have to hand it to him. He knows he's on mind, that's for sure. I mean, I would, he has to. I, I would imagine it's, is it the first time Ronaldo has ever been in his career <laughs> left out for back-to-back games when fully fit? Like, it's it's a big, big move. It's a big call. And the but only it's logical, way, Shane, like. Oh, it is logical. But yet, Johnny, the only way you're going to get away with it is winning. Yeah. Like, as soon as he's left out and they're not winning, 
now all hell breaks loose again. Um, so the fact that he's won the two games allows him to double down. It reminds me of Arteta last year when he kind of ostracised Aubameyang. You know, he had he went in a winning run at that time, so it was it was seen as the right move. Everton again is seen through the prism of the results. Um, but like I don't, I only saw the first half today. I was listening to commentary of the second half. Um, like I don't think they were wonderful, but they got the result, and obviously at the moment that's all that matters. But I think some of the recruits have been good. Um, the left back looks very impressive. I thought he was very, very good against United or against Liverpool. Sorry, um, and uh, for all the for all the jokes about his height, um, Martinez has been has been good. He looks like a potential cult hero, doesn't he? Like, cause he's just this all action yet, yet small centre back who, like, he just he was in Liverpool's faces and exactly what they need, really. You know who he reminds me of actually with the the lack of height, but the leaps like a salmon. It's Raf Cataro, isn't it? Yeah, five foot nothing, but yeah. <laughs> out jumps a fellow who's six foot three. Um, he's got a great leap on him because as Dan says, they were maybe trying to exploit him in the air today, today and I don't think he got them anywhere. He got he's actually the match, got a super leap on him for a small fella. Um, but yeah, no, look, it's it's. I think, I think I don't think they'll make Champions League. Um, I don't think they'll do as badly as the first two games suggested, but I don't think they'll make Champions League either. Not, the whole bottom half thing is probably dead now. That whole thing. Uh, yeah, no, do, no, no, seventh, no, eighth. Five, three, one, and six. Little less arrogance from the team would be good. None of you are irreplaceable and careful who's listening. Respect your listeners and lose the baggage. Look, I respect, we respect every single listener to the show. We are having fun. We respect every single listener. We wouldn't have a show without the listeners. So Every listener, would you respect every, every uh, Absolutely. Uh, even the ones that, you know, might be on the fence at times. Uh, five, three, one, oh, six. Uh, Ian Hart against Andorra. Some free, same day as Beckham's free kick against Greece. Hearts was definitely better, so Shane and Kildare. Uh, great free kicks Ernie Hunt for Coventry against Wolves I think that's when he flicked it over the back of his head mm. and put it in uh, solution for this season would have been to split the table at halfway point of 19 games then the top half play each other once in the same the bottom half 28 game season says Garrett look at on the game nothing's going to change now that's the thing what, yeah, about the, what about the Glenn Hoddle free remember the Hoddle one roll back to when he just flicks it up and oh yeah it? yeah yeah. I remember that, that one that was now, a beaut yeah. as well yeah. wasn't it no no, Glenn Hoddle and we have matches at three o'clock any more goals in the Premier League I don't think so we know we do have one for Everton away to Brentford big game today for them JD yeah and there was an important goal that they scored for Damari Gray against Nottingham Forest last week and this one has come from Anthony Gordon the man who's been linked with Chelsea and we've got a second goal for Crystal Palace against Manchester City now they beat them last season and now Joachim Anderson has scored a second goal so title race over Johnny, <laughs> here we are Johnny how's that going over there I stand by what I said but where it, will Liverpool finish Johnny that's a tough one because like I, I, I expected Arsenal to do well this season um, but could you say Spurs or Chelsea have been overly impressive so far I mean I, I think Liverpool struggled to finish second this season no, I think they'll finish second alright I'd find it hard to so you're basically saying there is no title race this season I, I don't think there is no unless Man City like just completely collapse but no I don't think there is and the two things one Dave Haaland and two De Bruyne is back at his best so oh yeah, yeah I don't I'd, think it's I'd, over yet I mean there's, there's not much no. point to our existence if we're saying it's over yeah, after three exactly. games yeah exactly this, this is sort of my angle what did you make of Man United the other night in terms of the possession that they had because they won the game with like what 30% possession um, yeah, and, and this I suppose this is probably the, the dilemma that Ten Hag wants is that I think he wants to be a possession team and I think the players he has are better suited to being mm. a counter-attacking team. So, but they were very effective the way they played. Oh, like, yeah, absolutely. You know. It was 100% the right approach to take, um, but I suppose they're not going to come up against too many teams that are 
going to come on to them as much as that. Mm. So even if they are suited to it, that's been the United problem, hasn't it? You know, if teams don't come on to them, can they figure out a way to can they figure out a way to beat them? And I suppose, you know, the bit of cuteness that Ericsson has added maybe might be a help there. But I mean the big one really, lads, is that Fernandez looks himself again now that Ronaldo's mm. out of the team, isn't it? Yeah, scored again today and they won the game 1-0. Uh, 53106 for your text messages. Uh, the only thing Arsenal win is a few Twitter polls. Uh, hi, lads. The Ronaldinho goal against England at the 2002 World Cup. Pure opportunity, says Shane and Cavan. David Seaman uh, had a bit of a, a trouble with that one, didn't mm. he? Uh, everybody goes on about the Gascoigne free kick against Arsenal in the semi final of the FA Cup, but it was a brilliant free kick. But what about Stuart Pearce's effort in the final after Gascoigne's mm. foul? As John Giles said at the time, what a wallop, says Niall in Dublin. Well, they lost the game, I suppose. That's why it's not remembered as much as. What active Premier League player has the most free kick goals? A currently active Premier League player has the most goals from free kick. He's second on the all-time list. Oh, second on the all-time list. Second on the all-time list. I was going to say it was something like Ward Prowse or something. Correct, like yeah. That. Oh, was it really? Yeah. 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 Well, Maddie's second on the all-time yeah. list now. Yeah. yeah, second behind Beckham, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Pretty amazing stuff. Just the bad thing about, like, if you are saying about the title race, Man City have conceded five goals in, like, a little over a game and a half. Against Newcastle yeah, and exactly. Palace, that's all done and dusted. Just the point, man. <laughs> when you think about like it, you're, you're, you're sort of starting to argue with yourself a small bit here. They were six to one on today, and they're two 0 down. There we go. Um, so we'll see what happens. I, I still, I stand by. You can play this over at the end of the season. Like it's like the odds collateral form. Suddenly, like Liverpool's draw at home to Palace, like they're, gain, well. they're gaining a point on Man City if it <laughs> finishes that men. way. Man City are probably still going to launch some kind of comeback here to sort of. Uh, like they are there's a couple of times like last year at West Ham and even against Newcastle like they go behind against and Villa yeah at Villa I mean sorry there's the most mm. obvious one um, that they just they do have the ability to do it but it sort of makes you <laughs> makes you regret that Liverpool Bournemouth's on the telly now like you yeah, know what I mean it's a, yeah, the, Palace are Palace, Palace are a good team like Vieira you're talking about like Gerrard and Lampard and Rodgers and Rodgers is probably not in the conversation but Vieira's proven himself as manager of Palace with that team and they beat City last season and they took a point off them as well He's done a great I job. Know. And some people feared he was going to be a disaster yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh, what a strike. 3 0 to Liverpool now. And this is Trent. from Trent Alexander Arnold. He's probably Bournemouth. not had a great season oh. so far defensively, JD. Should be a wing back, shouldn't he? Shouldn't be in a shouldn't be in a four. Somebody somebody texted in during the week asking Kenny Cunningham what about playing in midfield, which I I think it w- he'd be a very competent midfielder, but Liverpool use him more for his attacking prowess as a right back, and he's almost redefined the role of the right back. This strike is just I don't know. I've seen the counterpoint to the midfield thing that would he have the positional awareness to adapt to it? Well, he kind of goes in there anyway, doesn't he? I mean, he's you know the old fullback. Like, look where he is here now. Look front, like pretty much bang on centre midfield. Gives gives the ball away. Gets, gets it, it back. back one, quick two. one two. Don't back off him. Oh, don't back <laughs> off. <laughs> when you see a goal like that, this is the so thing. Aren't, a lot of people aren't seeing this, but it's like it's a twenty-five yarder, you know, right footer into the top corner. No chance for Travers. Completely beaten all ends up again. If you did a social experiment, right, where Jurgen Klopp was said, you have to play Trent Alexander as a number 10 this season, he'd probably score a lot of goals like that. Because the quality of that strike is insane. And he just doesn't take that many shots. And he's just such a good footballer. What, what a player. He's a... Uh the, com- the complete footballer, apart from being able to defend in right-back well, 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 situations. Should they not change the formation, maybe, no? Um, <laughs> for one player, you know? For one player, if I know, like it's obviously aside, the teams are going to target and try and exploit them on it. As, as happened in the Champions League final, yeah. Like I you see, yeah, Salah has to play where Salah is, right? So for them to change formation, it has to be three four three. That would allow Trent to play right of the four, and Salah could still be right of the three. But have Liverpool got two centre midfielders good enough to just cope with two bodies in there? I, I doubt it. Yeah. 
Um, so in theory, in theory, it makes sense. But when you play it out, how how do you change the yeah. the formation to accommodate it? Do you know. But he is, he is suspect defensively. Uh, we saw the, well, the, video, in the first game, Fulham, the other night against United. He's not a defender. The video of him, the the video of him for the Jordan, or for oh, Jaden Sancho goal, is, is just, it is embarrassing. Bad. It is, he, has to, he has to be looking at that and be very embarrassed with himself. Like he, the fact that he switches off when the pass is played and then thus makes no attempt to recover his position is what allows Sancho to turn back from the original direction he was going and have all the time in the world to pick the bottom corner. Like he makes a late burst to try and dig himself out, but by that stage it's too late. But it's just, just needs to. I don't know. He just needs to develop his defensive. I don't think he's that interested in defending. <laughs> for want of a better way of putting it, we got to take a break. Five three one zero six on Football Saturday with Shane Keegan, the Cove Ramblers manager, in studio with Dan McDonald of the Irish Independent and uh, Johnny Ward. Just going to go through some of the scores in the Premier League and the Championship. So we've got a third goal, as we know, for Liverpool. Trent Alexander Arnold after Harvey Elliott. Uh, got the second goal there and uh, who was the first goal? It was in the first minute. It was Diaz. It was Diaz. That long ago and it is now 4-0 and this is from uh, Roberto Firmino. Are we getting into the realms of uh, what was the biggest (laughs) Premier League scoreline? There's four Um, goals in half an hour. Man United was there. Leicester a couple of years ago as well. There might be a VAR on this as well. Scott Parker looking pretty disconsolate on the sideline there. Liverpool 4, Bournemouth nil after half an hour of their Premier League game. How many goals to have them back in the title race, Johnny? Would you, would you, would you, <laughs> 14 maybe? <laughs> um, How much do City have to get bet by 14, at the same time? 14 he might review his position. You don't, you don't want Travers in fairness to be like the keeper who let in but like four goals in half an hour would be 12 in 90 minutes if they oh. could, that's well onside so that's well, it's, combi- it's, it's actually a Bournemouth player who plays yeah. the pass, is it? Yeah. Um, you'd have to have sympathy for Travers. Oh, this God. is a... Uh, He's caught on his line maybe a small but they're not anticipating what was going to happen. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fluke though. I mean, it just bounces. Yeah. He's probably half given up as well to be fair. Liverpool 4, Bournemouth nil on Off The Ball Saturday and News Talk. We're back after this break with the lads. And I was like, Martin, I mean, this is a third place team in the Bundesliga. I mean, this is a very, very good result for Spurs. Any win is a good win. He's like, what are you talking about, mate? This is a Wolfsburger <laughs> in Austria. This is not Wolfsburg. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more Live on Sky Sports and Welcome back to Off The Ball Saturday here on News Talk John Duggan with you to fives We've got uh, Shane Keegan The co-ramblers manager in studio with us uh, this afternoon With Dan McDonnell of the Irish Independent And the broadcaster and journalist Johnny Ward Remember Football on Off The Ball brought to you by Sky Get all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sports. You can text us 53106. Tweet us at Off the Ball. You can listen on News Talk and we're also streaming the conversation across the digital and social channels. For Periscope and Twitter, at Off the Ball, YouTube, Facebook, and on the OTB Sports app. In the Premier League, Liverpool 4, Bournemouth 0. So Liverpool absolutely cruising and good goals as well today. Trent Alexander Arnold getting the third one, Roberto Firmino the fourth after strikes from Luis Diaz and Harvey Elliott. Uh, it is Brentford nil, Everton one. Anthony Gordon for the Toffees, a crucial goal for them. Earlier on, Bruno Fernandes scored for Manchester United away to Southampton. Brighton nil, Leeds nil. Manchester City nil, Crystal Palace two. So an own goal from John Stones and a goal from Joachim Anderson. And Conor Gallagher has been sent off for Chelsea against Leicester at Stamford Bridge. Shane Keegan, the second sending off in a week. Yeah, um, it would be an interesting, uh, it'd be an interesting day if if results stay going the way they are. That's for sure. It'd be great for Spurs as well. Um, but yeah, Chelsea. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to know what to make of them. I mean, they were 
they were well better against us, John, truth be told. I mean, how Spurs managed to get a draw on that one, I don't know, but like comprehensively beaten last week. Um, so if they, if they, you know, they're going to do very well to take anything from a game now down to 10 as early as that. Need a striker as well. They do, yeah. Yeah, they're, who are they been linked with? Everybody. <laughs> Fair enough. No, they're they're very close to completing somebody early. Well, it's yeah, yeah, stalled. Yeah, it's stalled. Yeah, really, yeah. But Fafana is going to happen. Fafana is uh, going to happen. It, yeah. it seems um, not involved for Leicester again today. Um, um, might be that Tuchel hasn't worked enough with the players that he's brought in. A lot of players have come into the team, like Kukurea, Kulabali, Gallagher, who's just been sent off. Sterling's come in. Obviously, he's he started well, but. Yeah, see, it goes back to what we're talking about, though, the schedule. Like, you're signing players late in the day, yet if you're a top side, you're playing so often. And you notice from, say, fixture congestion that, mm. like, the amount of time you actually get to train, Joy. you know, to, to spend time together is limited. So, ideally, if you're, like, a sort of, well, any kind of manager, you know, particularly, you know, a manager who is very big on sort of structure and style and, you know, you've got a good coach and staff and well regard to coaching staff there, you probably want to be going away on pre-season yeah. with your players. Whereas Chelsea are signing some big players now who are going to be central to how they play. And they're getting no real window to... You're, you're, literally, getting one, you're literally getting one session between yeah. games because if you take recovery day, so match day plus one, you can't do anything productive really. So you're like getting, uh, considering they're all kind of playing every three to four days or certainly out for the next one, we're going to be playing every three to four days. Like take the day off, yeah. take the day before game. So match day plus one, match day minus one, you can pretty much rule out. So you have one productive training session and you're trying to, you know, bed in new players, develop a style of play, all of that kind of stuff. Like it is, you know, it is mission impossible. There's too much football, like. There's basically too much football and footballers are asked to play too often and somehow are asked to maintain form in a season like this, which is insane. We still love it though. Five three one zero six. I think Trent should be played in Thiago's position in centre midfield. He's got a wonderful range of passing and creativity, coupled with a huge ability to score goals. I think he played centre midfield in the academy setup, and I think that's his natural position with his vision and passing ability. Imagine him where Thiago is with Fabinho to do the hard yards and tackling for him. Klopp will cop onto this soon, hopefully. I, I definitely think it's worth a shot because they're not over. I mean, if they're playing Milner and Henderson in midfield, they're not going to win much this season because like their legs are obviously on the way in a bit, and Trent. I, I don't I see it as totally logical. I think if you're a good footballer, you're a good footballer, and he's an extremely good footballer who's like good on his left foot. Probably has a bit of a defensive sense, even though he's not a defender. I I, I mean, if I were the Liverpool manager, which doesn't look likely at the moment, that's where I. Not going to serve him well either because he's not going to get the England team. Um, yeah, like Reece James is a, he's a seriously good footballer. Brilliant footballer. Um, so yeah, like. I'd, I'd definitely chance it. They're, they're consistently using him on the right of the tree again. Like, I thought, um, I was sure he'd go back to wing back for today's game, but looking at the starting 11s there, it, it appears he is one of the three centre backs again. It just shows how short they're going to be and they don't have Farfana in yet. Um, in the championship, we have Sunderland nil, Norwich won a result. Blackburn nil, Stoke won. Blackpool won, Bristol City nil. Cardiff nil, Preston nil. Huddersfield two, West Brom won. Hull won, Coventry won. It is Middlesbrough two, Swansea nil. Millwall nil, Reading won. Rotherham 1, Birmingham 0 is the latest score. Watford 1, QPR 2 and Wigan 0, Burnley 2 and we also got League 1 games. What's the Irish picture this afternoon in the leagues below the Premier League? I think the main story today, um, well as it stands anyway, is the fact that Dawson, Devoy and Dara Burns are both starting for MK Dons today. They're away to Morecambe. They're 2-0 up. Will Grigg is on fire, as the song would suggest, because he scored both the goals. Um, so he actually is, he's actually on fire for once. Um, but even over, I mean, that song, like Freed from Desire, even over in Ferenc Varis last week for the Shamrock Rovers game, that was the anthem they put out before the game, Freed from Desire. And then there was like a Hungarian version of it as well. And even all the ultras behind the goal, 
ferocious lot in their own way they were all getting into it too like the royalties that Gala freed from desire oh, was getting a brilliant song in its are own right are oh, well, I don't know I presume there's got to be something in it I'm not sure about that Dad. well I assume I assume they're getting something out of this freed from desire I said well do you know what maybe it's not the royalties it's just a lot of people are like what's that song that they're all <laughs> singing about Will Greg and they're, they're getting it they're downloading it they're doing whatever it is it's a slight tangent uh, Dawson Devoy Dara Burns they played midweek in the EFL Cup and I was only chatting to Will the other day I was like what's the meaning of these EFL Cup games and it's maybe sometimes that managers put in players that they're not 100% sure about they think they're good players it's a way of putting them in without necessarily the pressure of a points in a league match and you probably know this with sort of like Absolutely. you know minor cup games or whatever <laughs> and yeah exactly and now they're both in today for their first league start uh, Burns and Devoy and MK Dons are winning so Conor Grant like well. and Conor Grant as well another like there's four Irish Warren O'Hara as well O'Hara um, ex expos as well Conor Grant um, is a sort of creative midfielder from Dublin um, so he's a, a good talent too but uh, yeah Dublin the, the Dons man. The mad thing is, like we're we're obsessed with English football in this country for a reason, and um, but we we use it as a barometer to think like that's what Irish crowd should be like a lot a lot bigger. But like MK Dons were going to, as Dan was saying off the, at the break, MK Dons were going to loan out Dawson Devoy, who would be a marquee League of Ireland player, and they're in the third tier in England. Now he's probably played well enough that they haven't loaned him out, but like there's a lot of like there was a spate JD of League of Ireland players who went to League One around the same time and a lot of people in the League of Ireland were like why why is this happening the League, League 1 is a lot bigger than the League of Ireland there are some League really big clubs like, the English football is third a tier it's a monster the championship like. the championship is probably I, I saw someone argue this the other day one of the like biggest the, leagues in would the world. it be one of the top 5 top 6 leagues in Europe um, and it certainly would be on the whole Deloitte uh, you, know, the, you know the Deloitte sort of range they do to like uh, they take sort of stuff you know barometer you know certain metrics from a club and, and use it and probably the Deloitte would have like the championship I think is maybe fifth or sixth in terms of the biggest leagues but League One now this season has Ipswich Sheffield Wednesday Bolton uh, Portsmouth uh, you could probably name a couple of others off the top of my head Barnsley okay like a lot of clubs who'd average attendance would be over 15 16 17,000 yet you would look at some of the top leagues around Europe top 10 leagues in Europe wouldn't have anything close to that in some cases see the, argue, the Bolton, argument Bolton Sheffield Wednesday uh, Bolton Sheffield Wednesday 22,000 yeah, yeah. 22,000 see like. the argument you'll always get back from our League of Ireland fans I suppose is but what about Europe like how is it better to be playing for a League 1 team than a Shamrock Rovers or playing shame, in Europe like. but it's you, you can't it's also money yeah, it's, it's exactly Jitty. It is money. Like, and Devoy would one hundred percent be be on exponentially more money. Than like all the players have gone up to like Chidos, like Ben A, gone into uh, like Troy Parrots and loan out of Preston. You got players now coming into the championship. Is there an argument that the championship is where the Premier League was at thirty years ago in terms of quality? And actually, if we got a load of players playing regularly in the championship, that's good enough to have a good international team. One hundred percent. You could argue that point. One hundred percent. Like, and it, it's it's a re- like I've been to I've been to championship games. The standard is really really high. Like, and it's not it's not the Premier League, but you're you're playing. Uh, at a level that most people could only dream of um, and like I think the key for the Ireland players is just to be playing basically mm. uh, 53106 why does the media say Trent this Trent that in relation to Liverpool only player called by his first name 90% of those calling him Trent have never the spoken to him the length of his surname too hard to spit out. I did. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. did Jamie Carr did deny me though the other night. He was just a Trent this, Trent that. It was a bit. I don't know. Um, annoyed Ronaldo as well. He wasn't having any of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it does happen. Like you know, Jack Byrne is a, a lot yeah. of people say Jack. Jack. I get. I've got stick for doing that as well. It's just some some players. It just seems to just. We all get stick. It just seems to suit. You know. It seems that Wes would have been another one as well. Oh, what a goal! Another one. Four Five nil to Liverpool. Van Dyke redemption song. Better. Five nil against Bournemouth. 
and this is before half time. Mother of God, what's this going to end up? This could break the record, lads. It definitely could break the record. Great ball. You kind of wonder at, at what point do you score so many goals that it ceases to be a statement anymore because it's almost at that point of like irrelevance. The game well, you're, definitely, you're definitely raging when you're the fellow who gets the first and now yeah. like your goal just pretty much doesn't mean anything anymore. So it doesn't... Because I think that Man United-Ipswich 9-0, I think that was the time... Uh, I think that might have been a season that Andy, 1995. Cole, Andy Cole scored five goals. Yet it was a season where Andy Cole actually really struggled. He scored a, a couple of sort of flat track bully games, and that was the year. That, was that the year they lost the league in the last day, and he missed a big chance against West Ham. West late Ham, on. Yeah, he missed a couple. Or was against the next West season Ham. after that. Well, ninety five is when they missed the yeah, chance. Missed yeah, ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, yeah, so. Um, I think yeah, Cole signed in January of ninety five. Yeah, that's it. And um, I think he like load of goals against Ipswich, but didn't matter when it came to the crunch. And it's like. Liverpool, it's great to score loads of goals against Bournemouth here. The win is done. You move on, but it's now almost like back it up in the next game too. You know, to, like, this doesn't say they're back to themselves because Bournemouth could be so bad this year. It could almost just mean nothing. What does it say? You know, Aston Villa, Bournemouth beat Aston Villa. Yeah, I think Aston Villa since Michael Beale after struggling. You know, uh, we have no more goals to report. So Man City still two 0 down to Crystal Palace and Everton one 0 up at Brentford, as well as Liverpool's five 0 lead over Bournemouth. Man United one 0 winners over Southampton earlier on. Five three one zero six. Great show, lads. As always, thank you. Uh, could Trent switch into midfield that you talk about be as successful as Philip Lamb switch a few years back? You put the great work says Luke and Sligo. What, what's their alternative? Someone... Right back, uh, incidentally. What's the what's their alternative? A right back, Gomez kind of goes out there, doesn't he, when they play mm. Matip at centre or? Because um, he what like he's, he's he did he have the most assists in the league like last season or whatever Trent like so he's he's making right back an incredibly important position but centre midfield is more important. I just think I I I I understand why people say it but I just think it's a different game translating those I know because Liverpool have the ball so much and he looks so good in the ball to assume oh, he'll just be able to do a job in midfield. I'm not sure. I don't think you can. Like, like Philip Lamb is an exceptional player, like like exceptionally good, and I and, and I get there are examples out there, but the level is so high now at the top end of the Premier League to think that someone could just convert, having been in a particular mindset, the game ahead of them for so long. I know he cuts inside yeah. and he and it comes in and gets involved, but to think he could convert to being sometime like a, a top level midfielder with all the facets you need for that, he could, totally could. Uh, I don't know. I think I think you're looking on the ball, but there has to be off the ball as well. Like the the, the lamb comparison has makes to be off the which ball. Is what you're listening to right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! The incidental partridge part one. <laughs> it's just a, yeah. part one. Yeah. <laughs> In the second half of the show today, yeah. Well, people accuse me of that all the time. <laughs> the, um, the lamb comparison makes sense in terms of a player going from full back into midfield, but like. They're, they're very, very different full backs. Yeah. Like Lamb's, do you know what I mean? Lamb's skill set was in. Well, Rice did it very well for Shamrock Rovers. Like, he, he but, did. You can see um, even at Derry City, um, what's his name? He was, wasn't a dynamic attacking wing back. He was like, I just think people are seduced by his quality on the ball. Oh, yeah, he can play in midfield. It's like, it's not. But I think the, like, the, definition of, the definition of a full back now is very, very different. Like, if you say to most managers, I'll give you a right or left back who's going to cost you three to four goals this season, but is going to get you 10 to 15 assists, you're probably going to take that. Like, you're probably going to... We've, 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 what percentage I've, of his game does he spend actually defending? It'd be about five. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like he's not a defender. And it's more that applies to far more than him. Now, I do think he's a little bit more suspect defensively than, than a lot, but you see it at, at all levels. Like, Dan, in our... Believe it or not, in the, like, yeah. in the League of Ireland First Division at the moment... Treaty United's left back, Mark Ludden, has the second most assists in the first division. Yeah. Quality player. Do you know? Like yeah, no, that's no, what a full back does. Do you know? That's what a full back does now. 
Yeah, like Andy Lyons as a wing back, I suppose. Oh. Like the season he's having is absolutely incredible. But I just think like talking about someone like sort of Trent or Alexander Arnold or whatever way people would prefer him to be described. <laughs> just call him Trent Alexander Arnold. His name T A A. Is that acceptable? Is oh, that too? No, there? that's worse. Yeah. That's definitely worse. <laughs> but, like, but, to, to, but to go in and actually like dictate the tempo of yeah, a game, and you're talking about Thiago. It's like like how is he going to learn that at this stage? I just think For, I just think that's just well, like. What? I don't think it's 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 realistic. F- football football evolves like Shane. What what I can't get my head around is if Shamrock Rovers have Neil Ferruja and Andy Lyons available now, they play Ferruja on the right and they play Andy Lyons on the left. Which the implication is that you're better off coming infield on your favourite foot, and it kind of makes sense. And it, it it it's completely illogical when you think about all we knew about football. You play your left back, left footed right, and they're doing the exact opposite. 5-3-1-6 Trent will not get his England place if he converts to midfield uh, Calvin Ramsey was signed as an alternative right back for Liverpool but he's also out injured says Finn and Navin another one of our texters uh, guys thank you for doing what you do on the show great conversations thank you so much for your text uh, just on TAA at right back I think he would be in midfield at the minute with all the injuries but the right back Liverpool signed Ramsey has been injured since he signed Gomez as oh, playing okay. centre at the minute who would be the other option also just to note the season is already over City will win is nuts it's been a weird season to start and add in the World Cup. I don't think 90 plus points will be earned this year by anyone. Maybe right. Uh, on 5 3 106. So we have half times from the Premier League. Um, Southampton nil, Man United 1 as a result. Brentford nil, Everton 1 is half time. Anthony Gordon for the Toffees, really crucial goal in London for them. Brighton nil, Leeds nil, Chelsea nil, Leicester nil, but Conor Gallagher sent off. Liverpool 5, Bournemouth nil at the break. So Luis Diaz with the first goal in the first minute. Uh, we also have Harvey Elliott, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Roberto Firmino and Virgil van Dijk scoring for the Reds today. So they're going to get their first victory of the Premier League season. Manchester City nil, Crystal Palace 2. Goals from uh, John Stones and own goal and Joachim Anderson. That gives a real opening for Arsenal against Fulham at half past five. In the Championship, Sunderland nil, Norwich 1 is a result. Blackburn nil, Stoke 1 is the latest score. Blackpool 1, Bristol City 1. These are half-time scores now. Cardiff nil, Preston nil a half time. Huddersfield two, West Brom one half time. Hull two, Coventry one a latest. Middlesbrough two, Swansea nil at the break. It is Millwall nil, Reading one. Uh, that match coming up to half time. Rotherham one, Birmingham nil. Uh, Watford one, QPR two at half time. And Wigan one, Burnley two. And in Scotland, we have Rangers two, Ross County nil. St Mirren one, Hibs nil. Kilmarnock nil, Motherwell one, and Aberdeen one, Livingston nil. As as it stands, JD, Man United are a point behind Man City. Wow. Which is mad. And it appears that's not a fluke. Man City haven't had a shot and target in the first half. I'm just looking at the stats here. Title races over. They've had 330 <laughs> passes compared to 78, but they haven't had a shot and target. Amazing. Leeds <laughs> Palace are pretty well set up, you'd have to think, off the base of those stats. Why is there a distinct smell of Spurs, United and Poole in the studio? How can you completely ignore the Arsenal who lost to Bamiyang, our talisman, and were being relegated at this stage last season and still just missed out in the Champions League? Ignore it your peril, says Frank in Kildare. Yeah, Fra- well, Frank... Um, Frank like Johnny Fra- could have you in the title by five o'clock here, to be clear. <laughs> yeah, I did give Arsenal... Um, Shane has, has an affinity um, with uh, Spurs or whatever, as do you, JD, but Arsenal have been very good. I think he's signed really well. Alexander think- Zinchenko and Gabriel Jesus have been amazing so far. Zinchenko is, again, another player who you can play fullback or Asaliba as well. Uh, Kenny Cunningham Ravenbone the other night... Um, They've signed very well. They have a definite top four chance, at at least. Very good structurally and culturally, it seems. I haven't watched the documentary, but they just seem that they have a rhythm now. Yeah, I, I, I think they're very, very good. I think probably if I was to pick a most underrated player in the Premier League last year, I thought it was Odegaard. Right, I'd, he's I'd, a beautiful oh, footballer. Oh, he's, he's, 
He's just his vision, his 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 football and brain is is he's top top notch. Shandy. He he's is, yeah. I was into. I thought that was interesting. Um, and I just I just think he's he is to me more than anybody. He is the one who makes them take his 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 appreciation of space and his ability to find space and spatial awareness is just top top notch. And he's the kind of you know he's that fulcrum bit that all of the rest of these lovely players who are catching the eye like Martinelli's off to a great start. Jesus has transformed them by being the, the proper centre forward that they needed. I suppose. Um, like you've got fellas like. Like Smith Rowe can't get a sniff of the starting eleven at the moment. Um, I think they look very Tierney as well, not in the team. Kieran Tierney can't get inside. Uh, like I, to be honest, which I thought Zinchenko would have been was signed as a centre midfielder. Yeah, where um, he plays for his country. Yeah. yeah, and I think there was some. I don't know if I'd say promises made to him on that, but I, I think that was part of the discussion that we're bringing in. But to be, to be fair, he's he's kind of doing that whole Man City thing and the Trent thing, isn't he? Up here, Trent. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> um, Watching the he's replay. Kind of doing is, that whole. Is the worry the squad that might not be deep enough for the run they're going to have? Europa League. How are they for the World Cup as well? Well, you see, I suppose the Europa League matters to them to a point. I mean, I know, but they have a better route to the Champions League through the league this season. They you know do, what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, so, do, yeah. so if it may be that they are in a position to go a little bit half-hearted at that, you know, to sort of. You know, save some of your crown jewels in terms of not having that. Whereas clubs in the Champions League, unless they can try and win their group early and and sort of buy themselves a little bit of time later on. Oh look, I, um, I wouldn't be getting overly carried away either. Like you're still looking at you know Ben White at right back. Is that yeah, the sort no, of right back no, that no. you want to be? And like as we know, Shaka can Grand Shaka can go through yeah, periods where yeah. he's you know poor at the moment. He's good, and I think he you know when he is good, he is very good actually. Um, so he is. But they do, they probably do need another one or two to make them very good yeah. OK got to take a break uh, Shane Keegan co-ramblers manager Dan McDonald of the Irish Independent and the broadcaster and journalist Johnny Ward on Football Saturday between 4 and 5 plenty more to come of the show thanks for listening this afternoon I hope to have your company between 4 and 5 here on News Talk we're back after the news Football on Off The Ball with Sky watch Premier League Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more live on Sky Sports and you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you three to five this evening. This is Football Saturday. Remember, football and off the ball brought to you by Sky. Watch every live Premier League game this season on Sky Sports, BT Sports, and Premier Sports. You can text us five three one zero six for a cost of thirty cent. Tweet us at Off the Ball. You can listen on News Talk this afternoon on your radio. Also, watch us on the digital and social channels for Periscope and Twitter at Off the Ball, YouTube, Facebook, and on the OTB Sports app. Delighted to have Shane Keegan, the co-ramblers manager, in studio with Dan McDonald of the Irish Independent and the broadcaster and journalist Johnny. Ward. Let's get some half times in the Premier League. Liverpool against Bournemouth at Anfield. Shane Pennington. It's Liverpool 5, Bournemouth 0 at half time. What a first half performance has been from Jurgen Klopp's side, who just simply battered their opponents. They took the lead on three minutes when Firmino's cross was headed in by Luis Diaz. And three minutes later, Harvey Elliott had his first Premier League goal for Liverpool, firing home from 20 yards out. Then Mo Salah even had time to miss a sitter from two yards out to put it over the bar before they made it three on 28. Alexander Arnold's 20 yard stunner flying into the left hand top corner. It was 4 0 just after the half foul mark when Firmino volleyed home from close range and right on half time they made it five when a corner from Elliot was headed home from Virgil van Dijk Liverpool five, Bournemouth nil and the ball's just gone into the net to make it 6-0 for Liverpool this, coming this from Chris Meppham an own goal we, we're, we're witnessing history here I think it's fair to say if 6-0 after 46 minutes they're going to hit 10 surely yeah Scott Parker is um not a happy man on the sideline, but what can he do? I, I, t- I think he's right, to be honest. I think there was a foul there as, as the player was the Bournemouth player. I'm not sure who I thought Bournemouth player as he was trying to come out. I did think he was fouled here. You'll see it here, John. Is this, is this a foul? Like, do you see that? Nah. Do you reckon? Mm. 
They're not going to give that now. Like, great well, delivery offside. by TAA. That's he's offside. offside. He's offside. Definitely but no, offside. he doesn't touch it, though. He doesn't touch it. The, oh, the defender yeah. touches it. But he's, he's, he's interfering with play, is he not? How? Does his he's presence the, make he, the, the defender, defender has do to, that? Completely interfering with play. Yeah, That's I think offside. his presence makes the defender do that. So Yeah, well, we'll see what yeah. VAR says yeah. as, as we wait for that. Let's take it to half great time from Manchester City against Crystal Palace. From the Etihad, Darren Stanage. City nil, Palace 2, a shock scoreline here at the Etihad. The champions find themselves two down to Palace on the London side, deserve it. Both goals from set pieces, both taken by Eze. The first a free kick hit Walker onto Stones and deflected past Edison, whilst a corner in the 20th minute headed home brilliantly by Anderson. Palace have since defended really well. The Palace keeper without a meaningful save to make. Harland and Foden have both headed over. Harland missed a great chance just before the break, but as they proved last week, City can turn a game round. They'll have to do it here at half-time. City nil, Palace 2. And a half-time from Chelsea against Leicester from Stamford Bridge, Ian Beach. Chelsea nil, Leicester nil. It's uh, despite the scoreline being uh, an all-action first half. We've had a red card. Conor Gallagher sent off for Chelsea for two yellow card offences. We've had a penalty that was awarded to Chelsea and then not awarded after VAR spotted offside in the build-up. And since uh, Chelsea have been down to 10 men, it's been incredibly competitive. Leicester also had a goal ruled out. Harvey Barnes with their header that went in off the post, but uh, he'd been spotted with his arm around the neck of the Chelsea goalkeeper, Edouard Mendy, in the build-up. It's going to be a great second half. Chelsea nil, Leicester nil. Half-time Brighton against Leeds. This one from the Amex, Richard Newman. Half-time Brighton and Home Albion nil, Leeds United nil. It's a bit baffling. Brighton aren't ahead. How many times have we said this? They've had so many chances. Leeds haven't been in this at all. The best chance fell to Adam Webster, who headed wide, unmarked from a Pascal Gross free kick. And Webster's also scooped another effort over. Stoddy March has looked a threat from the right, twice cutting inside and forcing Ilian Melier into a save, while Leandro Trossard should have hit the target when he found himself with space following a corner. Leeds have not looked the side which beat Chelsea last weekend and it's really frustrating Jesse Marsh who hasn't stopped orchestrating from his technical box but at the break it's Brighton nil Leeds nil and half time Brentford against Everton I mean uh, how is that not offside how is that not an offside <laughs> it's not broadcasting there JD's trying to get to go to a score I'm, I'm, I was on autopilot through the scores there Johnny and <laughs> they've you, given uh, well I think to be clear they have given that goal because we were debating it um, and I mean not everyone again is seeing this but it, it, Liverpool it, 6 Bournemouth nil. yeah it did appear as though um, Diaz Diaz was in an offside position and interfered with Mepham's decision but uh, I I mean someone who knows the rules better can tell us why uh, that has not been chalked off I mean it's not going to decide the league but it could decide a record score Johnny you don't you don't understand it Liverpool basically. win the league by uh, a goal and uh, if you move Trent into centre midfield now he wouldn't have been crossing in balls like that he wouldn't, he wouldn't. Chelsea have scored 1-0 against Leicester with 10 men Raheem Sterling on the mark in the second half and also we're not going to go to the report we'll just tell you that it's Brentford nil Everton won so you got a bit of a Leeds obsession you were telling us uh, in the break there at the moment Is it more of a Jesse Marsh obsession um yeah, I, I like... Really, like Graham Potter has really shown his chops early on this season well, that's, as well. That's a really interesting game because those two actually, there was... Um, I just, I, I like, obviously, coming with a slightly different managerial background myself, I like people who come in to the Premier League with a different managerial background, I suppose. And um, Jonathan Norcroft wrote a great piece in last week's Times built around kind of Jesse Marsh and what was going on at Leeds. But I suppose essentially the point he was making on it, um, John, is that... He thinks we're kind of getting to a stage where it's less show me the medals you won as a player and slightly more show me your um, degrees and qualifications. It's it's up to, uh, what do you say, five plus three, eight Premier League managers at the moment have a degree. 
Um, he went down through them. Five of them have sports-related degrees, but three of them, including the two that are facing off today, so Jesse Marsh and Graham Potter. I think Graham Potter's is in emotional intelligence. Um, Jesse Marsh's is in history. And the other one escapes me. It'll come back to me in a minute. Um, but, yeah, and, and basically all of Jesse Marsh's entire backroom team, assistant manager, goalkeeping coach, uh, uh, strength and conditioning, they all have underlying degrees um, in various different areas. And it was just it was just an interesting piece around, you know, is that kind of changing a little bit? Is that, you know, does a, a, an, edu- an actual formal education, um, particularly obviously ideally in the area of sports, stand for a bit more now? Or is it now the, the thing that clubs are, are looking at a little bit more rather than how many medals you won as a player, you know? Yeah, I think a bit of both probably is required, isn't it? You know, uh, an, an understanding of the game, obviously, maybe having played the game mm. or, you know, I mean, I don't think you have to have a degree to, Absolutely you, know, not. you know, to, to be to be anybody. But um, it, it's interesting. Uh, what was I going to say there? I can't, I can't remember. It's going to go through the scores here. Man City nil, uh, Crystal Palace two, Liverpool six, Bournemouth nil, Chelsea one, Leicester nil, Brighton nil, Leeds nil. Yeah, Evan Ferguson. That's what I was going to say because we mentioned Brighton. Mm. So he scored during the week and laid off an assist um, how do we feel his progress is going? Like he's only seventeen years of age, you know. You have I think, think that's the thing. Like he is only seventeen, so he was on the bench a lot last season. I'm not sure if he's on the bench today um, or not. Um, but again, it's the classic sort of EFL Cup opportunity for him. Like he, he played all night. Like he he started, but he didn't score until the ninety third. He minute. is on the bench. Yeah. He is on the bench. Yeah. So he's, <coughs> so he's even used it to get himself onto the bench, having not been on the bench the first couple of games of the season. Like, no, that's it. He is so young. The excitement about him is probably born out of the fact that um, but there's always a slight danger as well that someone who's very physically developed, very young, you, you often wonder, do you get to the stage where that that is a strength that makes you stand out from your peers when you're younger, but it, it sort of neutralised at a stage or something? That was my exact concern, to be honest yeah, with you. We, yeah. I would have had people ask me before about Evan Ferguson and that, and that's exactly what I would have said back to him, John, was, you know, I just, I'd be a little bit concerned when he's not just bigger and stronger mm. and able to out-muscle everybody has he enough in his game but um, he seems to be turning into a, a far more rounded and, and complete player which is fantastic yeah and like I don't know what the next step is because he's, he's almost so young that like it's not, some people would feel they wouldn't be mad on sending a 17 year old out on loan like there's obviously to be different opinions on that that you know you want to sort of to maybe to be in and around the club environment and maybe a year older is the time that you send them away um, but there probably is going to come a stage where you have to let them off the leash a bit and let them play 10, 15, 20 games of men's football somewhere is he going to do that with Brighton? It's very unlikely you know it is still very unlikely unless the geography he, of the UK would be poor what decent clubs are in Brighton's area that they yeah, can keep them living in, a, in the same place yeah, in that's, that's, the same. that's probably the way to go isn't what it? are you saying Johnny sorry Portsmouth are so close like. yeah like yeah that's true actually like you would probably it's, it's a little bit of a trek so you would have to sort of think about that and I mean he is I think the thing as well you mentioned various questions people will ask about someone um, attitude and his reputation I think you know he's from a sort of a sporting family like his dad you know was a was in England when he was younger as an ex-League of Ireland player Barry be involved in the game I think he has a sister who's very uh, yeah. a talented yeah. uh, sports person as well too might even be on a scholarship in the States or something so I think there's a good invite like he's, he's, he's got a good grounding there that he shouldn't you know, he's unlikely to probably get caught up in 
what can what can happen. Um, you know, Aaron Connolly has spoken honestly about sort of his struggles and what happened to him when he made a bit of a breakthrough. I don't think you're going to have those concerns with Ferguson, but we'll see. Andrew Moran, who come on to be- who come off the bench as well, mm. um, in that game, um from Bray East St Joseph's and then Bray Wanders uh, connection there a couple like a year or so a couple of years back I went to watch a friendly a pre-season friendly down in Talca Park and there was Andrew Moran and Lee Cavanagh two players involved both of whom went from um, Bray to Brighton and and um, I think John Morling who's now back in the FAI but would have been the sort of academy head at Brighton would have been a big part of probably their scouting in Ireland it's even been said to me that he was a big part in Moran being signed because he's not, he's more like a Wes Houlihan style player that maybe the type of player that some clubs in the UK mightn't sign now because yeah. of uh, you know there's so much emphasis on, on sort of physicality and he's not necessarily that he's more Spanish almost in his style um, but he came off the bench and was involved in the build up to Ferguson's goal too and I wouldn't forget him when we're talking about Ferguson I think Moran's uh, excited when he signed I, a new contract recently I, I get phone calls JD from, from scouts around players around the Midlands you know if, if just checking in on different fellas and what I know about them and that and like inevitably always one of the first questions out of their mouth is how tall is his mother Apparently, the genetics comes more from that the, is the a worry for Evan as well. His, his they, they do ask it every time. How tall is his mother? Evan's mother is, is English, so he could obviously switch allegiances as well, which would. Oh, um, but um, no, he asked how tall was the mother. Yeah, <laughs> how Irish? Yeah, it, it, it's funny though with the strikers because like Obafemi was fourth choice striker for the under twenty ones at one stage, and he's now essentially our main striker. I think he was I don't behind think he's the main striker yet. Adam Eda hasn't been in the squad Yeah, since. so I suppose Eda's come back, but he was behind Eda Connolly and I've, Hart I've, from 21s. I've, I've made that point to you before. I think, I think drawing a map over 10, 15 years of the career trajectories of Connolly, Parrott, Ida and Obafemi is going to be fascinating. It'll be a going to pass each other out at different times. I know it might sound ridiculous to include Connolly there now, but Connolly was top of that four at yeah. one stage. It's like, a red yeah. it's like one of these uh, polls with sort of Sinn Féin and Fianna Fáil. Fianna Gael, you can watch it over a period of time to who went up and down. Like, you know, I would have had, you see, I would have had a man from CNN, John King, standing at the wall, <laughs> just looking to see, like, stocks have risen. Going, you know, what's going on here at Obafemi? I'd be Obafemi. amazed if Obafemi weren't the best of them because of his progression in the well, last yeah, year. Their careers. Yeah, his pace, like. But that but pace, see, pace, doesn't, last pace forever, doesn't last forever. Oh, that, that's forever. that's actually the real can also lead you to be a one trick pony. That's the real he's concern. He's he's developed into a better player. Like I, I wasn't sure what he was like, but like some of his all round players improved drastically. Like. Is, there not a bit, is there not a bit of recency bias there? Like? Probably. Yes. Like, do you know all, what I mean? I well, that's, well, this is my point. In six months' time a different fella could be topping, in six months' time a different fella could be topping. I, I remember kind of charting it the whole way with, yeah. with Mikey and Shawnee, say when we had Sean McGuire and Mikey Drennan coming through. And I mean, you know, there was a period of time where Mikey Drennan was miles ahead of Sean McGuire in terms of where their careers were going. And then one passed the other out, and then the other passed the other back out again. And I think that's what'll happen. I think there won't be just a constant upward curve for one and constant downward curve for yeah. others I think they'll they, you know they'll wave forward and back past yeah. each other a bit and durability is obviously a, a big, big and it's big a concern time. with a couple of these just with injuries they've had like I would have been an, I still would be an Eda fan I'd, I'd back him um, but you would have to say that Troy Parrott is trending very positively mm-hmm. and he's mm-hmm. not a one trick pony like he's got probably the, the footballing ability that's absolutely and a versatility that's there and if he's now it looks like I mean you hear the stories we've referenced it in his pre-season with Conte that he was mm. he was one of the last men standing if he's adding that and, and he's living his life in tandem with his ability then he could be the one that 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 last the and worst, you he's know? playing today for Preston could do with a goal because Cardiff and Robbie Brady playing very well though yeah Preston just mm. don't score goals Adam Brown um, and the team uh, 
Robbie Brady and the team. You, like if, you've if, got to remember Ovafemi's pass to Parrot. Now, you can't play that pass without having an extremely good ability as a footballer, not to mind the fact that he's very quick and scores goals. That pass was, pass was outrageous. Yeah, again, so the only thing I'd say there is I, I'd be more interested in a fella who has five to six assists than what a fella who has one outrageous assist. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He, he needs to keep doing that. And if Ogbené is now settled at club level as a centre forward as well, you can throw him in and you've now got five names of similar age group um, that we can kind of chart over the next while. So that, that will be interesting. Manchester City have pulled one back against Crystal Palace through Bernardo Silva. So Manchester City won Crystal Palace two. Liverpool six, Bournemouth nil. Just going through the record scores, it was actually a, a record win is 9-0 as we said for Man United against Ipswich in March 1995. The record score, Portsmouth seven, Reading four. This is now in the Premier League because we all know the football only began in 1992. 5-3, um, 1-6 lads were in game week Four chill out, and after ten games, you'll have a far better idea," says Ned the Red. Uh, Re Trent Alexander Arnold doesn't obey the old John Giles maxim of defenders, always thinking the worst will happen. Culpable for both Man United goals on Monday, idly ruminating when Mitrovic scored in full. Idly ruminating, yes. I like that, and totally unaware of the Champions League final goal. Wonderful pass, etc. But decision making's poor, says Joe and Donegal. And does Johnny insist on being referred to as the broadcaster journalist? No, I insist. <laughs> I have the conch here. It's like Lord of the Flies. I have the conch. I insist that he's called the broadcaster. Well, it actually, it actually is where, in my conch. There comes a point where Johnny is just so well known he doesn't need that. Anymore. No, he doesn't. So it's no. just Johnny. Ward. I get it all. The but time we always welcome the new. Like, are you the broadcaster and journalist on the <laughs> Yes, I am. <laughs> and yes, I will have a beer. It's <laughs> <laughs> a credit card company. Uh, bro- How bro- was your trip to Michael Collins, JD? Uh, it was amazing. That was just amazing. Like, it's obviously very sad in, in a way, uh, 100 years to the day that he passed away. And But he, I just felt like, you know, it felt a sense of history being down there. I got... um. I love this country and I love the people in this country. I love the culture of this country. And I got a train down to Kent Station, got a bus to Crookstown. And um, that was an interesting journey because it was a quick journey. Then I walked for about an hour to Ben Leblanc. Uh, and it's quite a remote part of the world. It's mm. pretty isolated. Even like 100 years on, you're walking through. Like uh, You have to watch the traffic behind you and in front of you. You're crossing the road all the time. There's no real pathway. So you walk for about an hour. Got to the memorial site. About 100 people there. I know the, the big celebration was the previous day. Scorching hot day. The, the sun came out. Then I walked past, uh, took a photo at the memorial site. Walked about a half an hour on. You can't hear a pin drop. Mm. I don't know what he was doing down there with that with that convoy 100 years ago I think it was crazy and then I went into the diamond bar which was Long's which was where the ambush was planned and um, it's funny because the guy behind the bar was telling me that for decades like you don't mention Michael Collins name in here and now in the pub you have a beautiful picture on the wall of Michael Collins mm. so everything is obviously kind of calmed down peace reconciliation all that kind of thing at that neck of the woods but it's amazing that 100 years ago in this country we had a civil war you know people brothers against brother fighting it against fighting mm. and you wore the suit down as well yeah. I, wore this, I wore one of those hats as well from I got you know the mother racing hats so I brought yeah. down the hat that they would have worn about 100 years ago so look you know if, if you feel like you want to be part of this day as it were and a beautiful thing about it was I was prepared to walk another hour back to the bus at Crookstown so I ended up having a couple of beers with um, a couple from Cork Billy and Eileen and they gave me a lift back into Cork City I knew what had happened JD it's, it's, a it's, just, it's just it's just in any like place where you're having a cup of tea or like or a glass of milk or a pint you know to walk into any hostelry in this country and to be able to strike up a conversation and just have the crack and talk mm. about um you know, Derby County was a fan of this guy. And like that's what Irishness is about. And that's what, you know, why we want to live in a free country. And, you know, yeah. That's seven nil to Liverpool. Where you can watch Liverpool. How many Derby seven. County fans in Ireland, is there? Seven nil to Liverpool now. So oh, talk well. us through this one. Short um, corner. Andy Robertson. Does it go straight Robert. in? Oh, oh. That's oh. Not, a, not a great moment Firmino for Mark again, Travers. Is it? Yeah. A couple of bites at it, didn't he? 
Travers <sighs> sort of pushes the, the, the oh, crosses the box Travers didn't really get a strong hand or he pushed it in the direction of Firmino he does make a good save but it's a bit sort of oh, he wishes this day would just end sort of last order stuff here to, it's uh, just to continue on our MK Dons from earlier here's Conor Grant with a goal to make a three there we go yeah, all about the MK Dons. Three, four, what did we say? Four and four at um, Preston. Preston. Four Preston. Yeah, MK Dons at Preston. Is fair yeah. going, isn't it? Preston's a great there was place. There's no MK Dons 100 years ago. No. That's for sure. I, mean, I, get, yeah, I had a, a week at Preston. What's that? I had a week at Preston. It's actually, a, over um, Simon Grayson was the manager at the time. Oh, yeah. Um, Shawnee wasn't long gone there. and uh, Very friendly club. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a good setup. We had a day in Preston, but yeah. we ended up so in town afterwards in Preston. Bit different to probably your week at the football well, club. Well, I had, uh, had a night in town oh, <laughs> during you? the week there as well. All right, yeah, place, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It yeah. is. It's it almost feels like but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's kind of like an anachronism in, in English football in that like they don't kind of spend beyond their means. They're not trying to buy success and just going to a game there. First feels... winners of the English league, remember? Wow. But like going to We're a game there. Trevor Hemmings there as well. It was yeah. the, the late Trevor, Trevor Hemmings, who was the, but the it, owner. It feels of the like game. football used to be. Like it's kind of a. I don't know. The atmosphere is like old school there, and it's 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 a very enjoyable place to watch a game. Two 0 to Chelsea now against Leicester with ten men. Conor Gallagher sent off in the first half, but Raheem Sterling got the first, and he's got the second as well. So he's saving Chelsea's bacon today. Liverpool seven, Bournemouth nil. Are we going to have a record this afternoon in the Premier League? Manchester City one, Crystal Palace two, Brighton nil, Leeds nil, Brentford nil, Everton one. So Frank Lampard's side doing well down in London this afternoon. Man United winning one nil away to Southampton earlier on in the Championship. It finished Sunderland nil, Norwich one, Blackburn nil, Stoke one as the latest. It is Blackpool two, Bristol City one. Cardiff nil, Preston nil, Huddersfield two, West Brom two, Hull three, Coventry one at eight to score, Middlesbrough at two, Swansea nil, Millwall nil, Reading one, Rotherham one, Birmingham nil, Watford two, uh, QPR two, and Wigan one, Burnley three at the moment. In 1922, 100 years ago, Liverpool won the league and Spurs were second. There you go. Uh, so in terms of the draws lads from the Champions League from Shamrock Rovers point of view will Rovers be happy with the is it Jor Gordon's uh, Mulder and Ghent yeah I think um, I think there's probably mixed reactions to it and even trying to speak to sort of a couple of people involved with the club and stuff um, I think there probably would have been some who would have loved the idea of one real glamour tie in there like one sort of postcard moment which would have been probably Villarreal or Fiorentina or West Ham but in saying that like the primary desire is to be competitive and to, to be really involved I mean like people talk now about the dog 2016 as this amazing thing but I remember when the draw took place that day people were looking at Alkmaar Tel Aviv and Zenit going oh I wish it had been a bit more glamour you know there was because there was more glamorous options say available and it didn't matter because the biggest balls was being involved in the group and being competitive now Shane can actually give us something on this because Molda uh, played Dundalk in 2020 uh, when Shane was at Dundalk and you were involved in a group stage game I think you were listed as the manager of course Shane uh, at the time you were out in the press conferences Erling Haddam by the way two all now oh, so there we wow. go so so uh, well speaking of Norway well there we go but um, like Molde Jurgardens, the way I would describe it is Ghent are one of the weaker top seeds they could have faced uh, there was better level top seeds that's good Molda are a strong pot two team they're top of the Norwegian league at the moment uh, clear of Bodo Glimt who we've seen nearly make the Champions League and Jurgarden, a strong pot four team they could have got a, a couple of teams from pot four that they should have that they would have fancied to beat including the team that Linfield somehow lost to during the week which is another story um, but Molda Shane you can mm-hmm. probably you can, it's artificial pitch sort of a first memory of Molda is just what a fantastic 
fantastic place it is like really? it's, it's yeah, oh yeah it's an absolutely fantastic place and it's it's such a it was really strange like we we i have photos on the phone of we had a bit of a thing going on at dundalk where most of the staff were um into kind of fitness and long distance running and all that so as we're traveling around europe every place we go we all head off for a kind of a 10k run or whatever it was which was was great crack but um were you one of those yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do enjoy it. We we went on this long distance run in Malta that brought us right down to um, down to the sea, and we were like, you're you're in, you were able to get into the. It was warm enough to get into the sea and have the sea up to like your chest, and yet behind you in the photos is you know snow topped mountains. Like you know, it's it's kind of I don't know how how it manages to, you know, just over there we can see the snow topped mountains. Yeah, it was lovely and warm where we were and warm enough to get into the sea. Um, Football and wise, I'm actually just having a look here to see if I can can find them online here to see have they changed much. Since while weekend. you're doing that, like yeah. it's a twenty thousand population Mola. stadium, is it, is it, and the stadium is an eleven thousand. Oh. Is it near Oslo or is it? No, it's it's like I actually was looking at it. If it's possible, I might be at that one. That it's like uh, it's an eight hour train from wow. from Oslo. So it's um, I think it's north. I'm pretty sure it's it's far north. But this is like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer where he played. It's where he managed the two since there. If you say like what's the best known for Mola, like a lot of places it will be that um, you know artificial pitch which sort of is a reflection of sort of the inclement weather they can have and Jurgarden also is an artificial pitch probably more common in say um, sort of Nordic Scandinavian region but um, sort of I, I want to look more into the origin story of the club that like Norwegian football is strong yet you have a town of sort of of this size I don't know is that like Sligo size or even mm. smaller mm. and yet they have this sort of modern stadium and they've been uh, you know, across the last decade, they've been doing some pretty good stuff. We know? were we were well able for them, Jelly. We gave them and, and, and the Docker. With all due respect, the Docker were not in the nick then that Shamrock Rovers should no, be. No, agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah agreed. Um, and yet we gave them we gave them two right good. You know, they were two kind of well in the balance games. So they were, the difference was, and just looking here, he is still there. The difference across the two games was they have a guy playing for him, a guy called Wolf Ekram. Mm. Um, and like oh, he, the was, oh, he he was the the Wolf. For, there was a big thing about him. Um, former Man United. Yeah, even in the Tala game when you were one 0 up or the Dock were one 0 up, and yeah. Yeah, he just has that. Oh, absolute quality, absolute quality. Yeah, yeah he's, he's just kind of one of these. He had a lot of injury problems, I think, and that stopped him going to the level that he should. Like, he should be operating at a completely different mm. level altogether. Um, and even within the game, like, we knew that, you know, he comes off on 70 minutes in pretty much every game. Like, there's, I don't know what's wrong with him physically, but he's not able to do 90 even. But he's, mm. his, his talent is outrageous. See, so he's, he'll be the one that they'll need to. Uh, like to if, if Rovers aren't at it, they could conceivably lose the six games. These are good teams, like, you know, but I, I, I think. The, the experiences that they're gaining and the fact that they've I mean it's probably a bit too much made of it like because I mean, two, two of them games were almost dead rovers but they've won four games at home they'll, they'll pick up points in that group John. I think they will yeah. I, I think they will I think and the, I think the easiest way to explain it is that there will be outsiders in all six games exactly. but they're, exactly, they, yeah. they have no reason to be afraid of any of them exactly. I think that's probably the easiest way that there's no game there where you're at the start of it going well, this is about how many. You know, this is going to be one of those damage. Deep down, they know it's a damage and, limitation. And the other thing, the other thing is that, like, that they, like what, what's what, what what's really attracting me to this is the fact that they've young players coming in, um, that are like really progressing. And like Justin Ferrejoy's performance the last night was. It's just one of these things that, as you get older. Um, it, it, it makes you feel alive to see a kid of 17 years of age perform the way he did and look so like not out of place and then you have young Gideon Tete come on who I thought did really well in their way like when they were 3-0 down he was 
he's only a 17 year old um, Idemo Maku um, has to improve but he's getting more experience and Jack Byrne I mean Jack Look, Byrne's I know, performance I know, I know it was a dead rubber but they'll take a hell of a lot of confidence absolutely. from that performance absolutely and um, in fairness to like Farage Farros for, for at least the first 20 minutes were really like paying them respect. I liked the way they did, but, but yeah, Jack's again. Jack's deliveries, yeah, yeah. like Jack, Jack, Jack set up. Um, Jack was only on the pitch. What? Like Here we are all calling Jack, Jack, Jack again. Jack, Jack. You can't call Jack. Anthony. <laughs> well, he's Burn. just Jack. Burn doesn't. Burn is too common, isn't yeah. it? It's, it's, he's it's, also a uh, friend of the show. He's also been in. He's a friend. Of, he's. he's uh, I said this in my match board. His deliveries are world class, like world class, and he's like literally on a place for the for the uh, the goal that they scored, and he will be like a new player in the group stages because he's barely played in Europe this year. Like when you have and Graham Barkley's been injured as well, and like, uh, like football's about players ultimately. You know, you can talk about and and like at a certain level when you well, go up, sold Malta, like you t- yeah, you talk up, you talk <laughs> about Wolf there or whatever. Like Jack has that ability. Like just it's just a natural ability he has. The angles he can take, where he can receive the ball, and the way Rovers try and play sometimes, like they're they're quite brave sometimes in how they try and play, and they need to sort of play through teams. They'll probably try and press them and look at how they've struggled and Jack just takes the pressure off them sometimes and then going forward he has that creative ability like they played Bran a couple of years ago Norwegian side and I mean he would have been the difference in the tie and I remember actually there was a couple of sort of Norwegian people who were on to me around that time saying like you know this guy Jack Byrne if he came to our league he'd be one of the top three four players they couldn't believe how good he was his football time, so. brain Dan as well is yeah. so good and I think like I was chatting to him after the game the other night about um, young Ferjai and he's like the point Jack was trying to make is that he's listening he is taking on board what we're saying to him and that he's like a player who and I think Bradley said the same he's young but you could see his attitude when he lost the ball he worked really hard to get it back can you imagine Jack Byrne Graham Burke and an improving Justin Ferjai in the one team like these, these will do serious things in Europe if they get going Gary O'Neill will be doing a lot of work in and that Gary O'Neill, like Gary O'Neill is a top top <laughs> yeah, a lot of work in that is, side yeah. yeah but but Gary well, respected will respected lads but Gary would have to do a lot of <laughs> Gary would be, be happy to say I, I will watch you guys I scored yeah. my goal in Europe this year 1-0 to Brighton they're now top of the league um, with Pascal Gross scoring against Leeds and there's a goal that Leicester scored to pull one back against Chelsea so Chelsea 2 Leicester 1 Harvey Barnes and the Marcus Stamford Bridge into the 72nd minute there now Raheem Sterling with both goals for Chelsea who've had Conor Gallagher sent off Brentford nil, Everton 1 Anthony Gordon in the first half Manchester City 2 Crystal Palace 2 so City were 2-0 down but early in Haaland has equalised for them and Liverpool 7 Bournemouth nil, as we've been outlining throughout the show so Liverpool with a confidence boosting first win of the Premier League season Southampton nil. Manchester Manchester United won earlier on in the championship latest scores we have Sunderland nil, Norwich won a result Blackburn nil, Stoke won as the latest latest scores Blackpool 2 Bristol City 3 Cardiff nil, Preston nil, Huddersfield 2 West Brom 2 it is Hull 3 Coventry 1 as I speak Manchester City have scored a third these are always subject to VAR but it's just flashed onto my screen there and we'll see who the goal scorer is in a moment Manchester City have come from 2-0 down as they did in the final day last season to take the lead against Crystal Palace elsewhere in the championship Middlesbrough 2 Swansea 0 it is Millwall 0 Reading 1 Rotherham 1 Birmingham 0 Watford 2 QPR 2 Wigan 1 Burnley 3 and in Scotland it is Rangers uh, who had such a good week are 3-0 up against Ross County Kilmarnock 1 Motherwell 1 Aberdeen 4 Livingston 0 and St Mirren 1 Hibernian 0 these are the scores that are coming in let's check and see who got that City goal Bernardo Silva got the first Haaland got the second and the third has gone to Haaland is it 
It is Erling Haaland again. Of course it is. There so. we go. Title race is over. <laughs> Johnny Carla, five past three. This <laughs> is Off the Ball Saturday on News Talk. We're back after this. Football on Off the Ball with Sky. Watch Premier League, Women's Super League, Scottish Premiership, and much more live on Sky Sports. And you're welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through, as always, until five. Now, Off the Ball needs your help. We're currently recruiting for a survey. If you listen to us across any platform at least a couple of times a week, then we'd like to ask you some questions. You can sign up on Twitter, check out our pinned tweet, or if you're an Instagram user, check out our Save Stories. We're also posting this across TikTok and Facebook. There are three separate prizes of €100 per grabs for anyone who takes part. Also... Uh, we have to bring you news of women's golf. So South Korea's Naren Ann leads by two shots at the halfway point of the CP Women's Open in Canada. She's a 13 under par after two rounds in Ottawa ahead of a chasing back of four players, that including Americans Nettie Corda and Lindy Duncan. Women's golf and OTB in association with KPMG proudly supporting women in sport. Also earlier on today, the Irish women's team lost to Japan in that rugby international. So a great win in the first test, but they lost the second test in Tokyo. That was by just getting the score up there, 29 points to 10. Uh, in the Rugby Championship, New Zealand beaten at home by Argentina 25-18. Australia defeated South Africa by 25 points to 17. Uh, we also have football obviously going on at the moment and the Belgian Grand Prix is on. That'll be on tomorrow. Uh, so Carlos Sainz taking pole. Um, so that's interesting to see that. Uh, Verstappen quickest, but Sainz taking pole after a penalty. Vettel was out in the first session. Ricciardo out in the second. So that's what's coming through. Uh, all the time, some qualifying from Spa. So Max Verstappen. And another goal for Liverpool. That is 8-0 now. Oh, and that is Fabio Carvalho with his first goal. Yeah, it's a, it's a super goal. Like a first-time volley after a sort of diagonal cross-field pass. And it's a... One touch, I'm not sure, we'll see it now from the replay who teed it up for Carvalho, but um, yeah, he takes it sweetly first time. Record's it's, nearly there, 9-0 is the record. It. 10 minutes to equal it. Or Surely even. get a couple of minutes injury time out of it as well. So, uh, I know, it might be one of those where the ref just blows that as a mercy act ah, as, no, at 91. No, we all want to see history, well, anybody who does sport Bournemouth. Mm. Yeah, so 8-0 to Liverpool against Bournemouth. We also have in the Premier League, Man City 3, Crystal Palace 2 with Erling Haaland scoring twice. Chelsea 2, Leicester 1. It is Brighton 1, Leeds 0 and Brentford 0, Everton 1. Earlier on, Man United beat Southampton by 1 goal to 0. The team's in for Arsenal against Fulham. Arsenal 4-2-3-1 with Ramsdale in goal. Uh, ben White, uh, Saliba, Magalhaes and Tierney. Uh, we have El Elneny who comes into the team today with Xhaka. And then we have Saka, Odegaard, and Martinelli with Gabriel Jesus up front. So Tierney and El Nenny coming into the Arsenal team today for Fulham 4-2-3-1 as well. Shane Duffy on the bench. Burnt Leno, former Arsenal. Well, he's alone, isn't he? Is in goal. Uh, Tete, uh, Adarabio, uh, Reem and Robinson. Uh, we also have Harrison Reed and Paulinha are in the middle in the holding positions. Then the more forward of midfielders, Cabano, Naskins Cabano. Uh, Andreas Pereira and Bobby Dikadorva Reid behind Alexander Mitrovic loved his winner there against Brentford last week a brilliant like classic number nine goal for Mitrovic who started the season well but it's Manchester City who are top at the moment he he doesn't maybe get that much um, coverage because Liverpool are so good um, but was it Simicast there yeah it was yeah. Simicast what an assist like that, like well, the ball in mid-air and like absolutely brilliant and yeah it looks like we've about 12 minutes here JD for this record to be it's make, it's the only thing remotely really interesting about the game now will the record be broken on your mention of uh, Mitrovic being the, the classic centre forward is yeah. that, that present me with a segue to say thank you for my love. oh no I'd be nearly waiting a year oh, to give it to you because uh, I went to the Aston Villa game which is the week that Jimmy Greaves died uh, at, at White Hart Lane the New Hart Lane last October so uh 
we, we got a couple of programs. So I haven't seen you since then, so we brought it in. Yeah, it's, lovely. it's a great picture, isn't it? Uh, he was the man, Jimmy Greaves, like one of the greatest was, footballers yeah. post-war in, in, in Although England. Although my, my, my young fella, <laughs> I, was, I was upstairs uh, I was upstairs when we got the goal against Wolves last weekend, and my young fella was down watching it, and all I could hear from shouting from the bottom of the stairs was, yes, Dad, yes, 16 to go. He's obsessed with Harry Kane trying to break Jimmy Greaves' goal-scoring record for Spurs. Yes, Dad, 16 to go. So he, he probably will break it, won't he? Well, he definitely will break I it. Will. It's whether he breaks it this year or not, really. And, and you mentioned Mitrovic. Two of Mark Travers' worst days in football were involving Mitrovic and this one. Um, and he's going to have to just learn from these experiences. This yeah. is not a good day. Connemara's Harry Kane. Yeah, it's, it's just been... It's right. Ah, like poor old Travers. I mean, I look. Like, I was writing today about how he he he'd done very well in the previous games, and they put him up because they signed Neto from Barcelona. And some people were thinking, oh, what does this mean for Travers? But uh, you know, Bournemouth people seem pretty happy with him, and they even they put on the back of this. They, well, they put him up to do some press, even because Neto played midweek against Norwich, but they put Travers up. You know, I was listening to an interview he did yesterday just about playing tough teams and you have to accept you're going to concede goals against some of the best players in the world and show your mental strength to sort of bounce back from them. But I don't know. I mean, he's, there'll probably be two goals he'll be a little bit sick about here, probably in the eight, but mm. some people will just look at the eight and say, who's in goals, which is a very basic way of looking at it. But All of this doesn't matter if they win 1-0 next week and he plays well. This yeah. game is junk time. Does he start we're, worrying though, you know, they've been shipping a lot of goals. Yeah. You know, it's it's funny how he... some teams can survive the championship and get through and then some... Well, yeah. they didn't, but the warning signs were for Bournemouth before the start of the season when Parker was talking about they didn't really bring in players. And again, it's a bit like Leicester or something. 9-0 they've equaled their record Luis Diaz Liverpool 9 Bournemouth 0 unbelievable gonna, stuff they're going to they're gonna like Liverpool played Fulham and like were really really struggling to get out and out of the game and Fulham were like probably basically the same points as Bournemouth last season and Bournemouth are look like a team we're coming Travers. from League 1 League 2 it's going to be 10 JD I, yeah, I do feel sorry for Travers there now. 4 goals from Manchester City by the way against Crystal Palace now 4-2 they lead having been 2-0 down and Erling Haaland hat-trick. has got his hat-trick of course he has mm. uh, Klopp genuinely looked embarrassed there when the cameras went to him didn't it? he, I don't know, he I don't looks know. I, I don't know I thought he looked like enough is enough here almost to be honest with you um, he's he's that kind of decent this man the second as well third have conceded from corner now, isn't uh, like, Luis Diaz should not be scoring a header from a corner Zonal. Is it zonal? I think it's, yeah, I think Bournemouth are set up zonally and, and it's just gotten done twice, like, isn't it? So Luis Diaz with two, Roberto Firmino with two, Harvey Elliott, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Virgil van Dijk. How have they scored Fabio nine Carvalho. goals and Salah hasn't scored? That's insane, right? Because that, that reminds <laughs> me... To be clear to the listener, it's only because Shane cares about fantasy football. <laughs> Shane, Salah, I'm, captain fantasy football, they've scored nine goals and he's is, done nothing. How is that I, possible? I, I, I said this before, right? When, when Man United won 9-0, I, I hate Man United, but I had Ekinchelskis in my fantasy football team. So it's like, there, there's a bit of consolation here. He not only didn't score, he didn't have one assist, right? But I think Salah not scoring in a 9-0 win usurps that. And, and of course, add that to the fact that if you didn't pick Salah as captain, you've picked Haaland as captain. <laughs> I'm in trouble here, aren't I? Bournemouth are taking it to the corner flag here. They're, like, they're, 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 they're actually just tucked as the, Linfield should have done. Uh, more supporters who've gone up to Anfield. Somehow, as Linfield should have done, Johnny. I, 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 has anyone seen anything like that Linfield thing? I don't know if you, you saw the it, video. No, oh but let you know. By the God. way, Brentford have equalised against Everton. Vitali Janelt laid oh, on oh, in London. I don't know how you goal. haven't seen this, John. I mean, this is Linfield, oh. the biggest game in their history to get into the group stages to join Shamrock Rovers. They're one 0 up going into the 120th minute on. Thursday night. This is, after, this is after the first leg where they were 2-0 up going to the 89th minute and conceded two goals 
in stoppage time but it's still it was a draw so they get to bring it back to their own place they dominate the game they eventually go 1-0 up in the uh, whatever 104th minute 120th minute 4 on 1 like like it's a 4 on 1 the Latvians have pretty much given up they've stopped they overplay it or not overplay it they actually probably take the right option but the guy has a weak shot he all needs to do is square it a weak shot into the goalkeeper's hands Riga break Diagonal pass, probably not dissimilar to the Trent one we've seen previously, across into the box. And nothing cross. And their captain, the Linfield captain, slices the ball into his own goal off the crossbar. It goes to penalties. They miss the first two penalties because their heads are gone. And that's it. Bear it's mind, game over. Bear in mind, Linfield didn't even need to score when they broke four on one. Like. It, was true. it was true if how much money is that going to cost them a lot 3 million, three million, three million, three million, million euro I think, so, yeah and the difference between they probably but like say 2 million quid it sounds like, a, like a, one of these 30 for 30 is a 3 million game it's, oh, it's I, honestly I don't know how you recover from something like that and David Healy's the manager and you see Pat him Fenton's after involved, Pat Fenton's involved Chris Healy's in midfield Chris Healy, but you see he, like you see Healy afterwards coming out for the press I'm sure you've done like tough press, you know, press stuff but you just how do you explain this because they've done everything right yet effectively like I don't know how you describe it. That was his worst moment in football. Well, yeah, now that's... I'd make a point there. Maybe it's because I wear rosy tinted glasses because I am such a fan of him. But he was off the field when it happened. He got injured. Chris Shields no, got injured. And I genuinely think he would have roared at somebody to run the ball to the corner flag if he'd been yeah. on the field. And like, okay, the, the the Irish league is miles behind the League of Ireland, right? And that's not. There's no shame in that because of the population and all that. But it's definitely making progress. There's a real buzz around a lot of the grounds. It's getting better. And this would have been a really like a crowning moment for the Irish league to. Be be in a group stage for the first time, albeit an awful lot of uh, an awful lot of Northern Irish football supporters would not want Linfield. There's a lot of Glen Torn, Shadenfreud on Instagram um, laughing at the, the fans. Yeah, that's bad. Crying. That's bad. Going, yeah, they, 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 anyone, they look, look at the video, John. The 20 seconds or so, 30 seconds. Because there was one a couple of years ago. Remember Troy Deeney, the Watford one? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah, that, that was remarkable. Yeah. That, that was that the was penalty. Miss penalty. Counter. I think this is worse. I think this is worse. I was doing a show. We're going to play the roadshow. The race with Jerry Lyons, Johnny Merton. Rob Kearney in uh, the Davenport Hotel last night that's why I was I didn't see this so yeah. we're going to play um, that out next week it's, I think it's possibly worse when you consider the stakes involved you know um, I don't know maybe like you can you argue you can argue that the toss on that but Maybe because you know, you That's have the first rule though you take it to the corner flag. Oh, but, the first but it's a four on one. I mean, Liverpool against Arsenal, nineteen eighty nine. They, the, they could have taken it to the corner but, flag. They didn't. I'd say, but if you take if they taken it to the corner flag with the four on one, I mean, it would have been a little bit ridiculous. Like. Even just the no, shot. Should have done. He should have scored. He should have put it out. He should have scored a goal. But even if he put it out of play, is that it was as the weak shot into the goalkeeper's hands? If he'd gone even for too much power, you know, it would have at least gone over the bar. But ah, I mean, and just just on the team of Europe, Dan brought this up in the newsletter when when I was in. Um when I was at the Dundalk what is, Alkmaar game. Do you want to explain what the newsletter is? The newsletter is Dan's kind of, um, what would you call it, like his, his stream it's of his, his, his news it's, it's, it's his missile to um, the public. Yeah. But it's free and everyone everyone likes to get free stuff from the, from the media, unfortunately. <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's, it's free, right? People don't like to pay. They generally do not like to pay. Anyway, so he, he made the point, Man United are clashing with Shamrock Rovers. Over to you, pubs. What do you show? <laughs> It's got to be Shamrock Rovers, isn't it? Well, no, you're going to have two TVs. But it's, oh, it's Liverpool players be, gone down in the box. Is there going to be a Bizarrely, I didn't even mention that in my newsletter, so I'm a little bit perplexed by that. But um, well, Maybe you put it on Twitter. Twitter. Anyway, yeah. The fixtures so look great today. I did yeah, see it on Twitter. The six, the six Shamrock Rovers games are going to clash with the six Manchester United games. So that is, uh, I, I remember... Oh. Well, but surely pubs now about three or four TVs that's anyway, it so. like, yeah, yes, that's be able it. To, everybody should be able to be accommodated yeah, the anecdotal tales oh I tell you they were, they were watching the show right, 
Uh, so basically, people may not. There's, there's, a, there's a VAR shout for a penalty here. 9 0 to Liverpool. They've equaled Man United's record from 1995 against Ipswich. They're playing Bournemouth. There's four minutes of stoppage time. Friend of the show, Julian Canney. Um, have Leicester not equaled that record when they beat Southampton yes, away 9 yeah, 0? Yeah, yeah. Or does the first person who got it sort of claim it? <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's just because I forgot the second yeah. one. <laughs> okay, John, sorry. <laughs> I wasn't trying to draw attention to that. Like Coming to the end I, of the show. It was just I, more I, like, does the I first always, person. I, I, always, I always admit my mistakes. Friend of the show, Julian Canney, got in touch, JD. Say that is not offside. You have to literally barge the defender out of the way from an offside position. Uh, 53106, great show today, boys, says Adrian. Thank you, Adrian. I sense Liverpool were going to win big today, says one of our Texas. So I triple captain Mo Salah. Unbelievable, says Stephen and Cork. <laughs> and Haaland has scored a hat trick. worse than me. Haaland has scored a hat trick. You did that a few minutes ago, John. I've just come to sleep for that. Haaland is going to be the top scorer this season. I think it's safe to say, bar an injury. Uh, so a lot of um, American football fans are in, in Dublin. Great to see them for Northwestern against Nebraska. Could we be doing more as football people to have more of an experience around games? You know, like the tailgating. I, like, you know, I, I, love, I, love, I love that in the States, even though obviously it's dreadful for the climate. But when you when you go to uh, when you go to a game and you you drive, everyone drives to these football games in the States. They make it a day out. They have a barbecue in the in the in the car park beforehand. And it's great crack. The game almost becomes an aside. And I think League of Ireland uh, clubs definitely have to improve their um, what they have for fans other than the game itself. And Terryland has, um, last minute to go United, Terryland has upped its stakes dramatically by installing a bar under the main stand and people um, were enjoying themselves. And it was notable that the atmosphere was far better in the second half than the first half last night. <laughs> That's true. But, like, just, but the broader point, like match day experiences, no doubt, like... But it has to be something that suits you. Like you, can, you can go to some of the the Premier League grounds. Like I've been at Southampton, say, and like some of these stadiums are sort of a bit characterless. You know, they've they've a lot of these stadiums have been created to the same sort of template, and they're missing something. You know, it's like sort of going to the cinema or something in some cases, rather than this real big sort of. I don't know intensity you can't I don't know can you manufacture that you know like Farage Faros was intense but that's very natural it sounds like the new Spurs stadium like they've done something with it to try and they, but they've got the acoustics are amazing yeah, but also yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, the sad stand is on more like a bit like the cop it's got a slant on it yeah um, but it's there like football is I don't know like what what can you do to yeah I mean you, you add more around the match day but you're still like the football's traditions are quite deep deeply rooted I don't know. I don't know. People wouldn't appreciate. If people said when the Sky Sports came in at first to the Premier League, like they Americanized it. Remember they had the cheerleaders at halftime, and yeah. they, they dropped all of that eventually because it wasn't really, wasn't really it. You know, it's yeah. not. It's not. We football. want each player's team song playing anytime they score a goal. And uh, all of that Liverpool kind of nine, Bournemouth nil. Three times has been done before, by the way. Ninety-five Man United against Ipswich. Twenty nineteen Leicester Southampton and twenty twenty-one Man United Southampton. Never ten nil. Never ten. There is an urgency about Liverpool. Be ten. I, like oh, I've got, got a minute. The less than a minute to do it. Liverpool got 50 nine. Seconds. Been trying Bournemouth. hard for the last couple of minutes. You can see an urgency about them. What's this? Ah, uh, so Klopp went over to kind of give uh, Parker a sort of a hug, as if to say it's it's all right, mate. It's It'd nearly right. over. Yeah. Um, but what, what Bournemouth obviously need not to do is what Linfield did the other night oh. Oh. yeah so we yeah. got games coming to uh, the close in the Premier League Brentford 1 Everton 1 Brighton 1 Leeds 0 great start to the season for Brighton Chelsea 2 Leicester 1 with 10 men Man City 4 Crystal Palace 2 and Liverpool 9 Bournemouth 0 Arsenal against Fulham kicks off at half past 5 yeah so we got matches tomorrow as well Villa and West Ham we have Wolves 
Uh, did Salah have assists? I don't think he did. No, he didn't. Uh, so that's incredible from a fancy footballer. You, you couldn't have written a, a more dramatic script than that. I'm aware. Uh, and Rangers and Celtic. Celtic, you got the tattoo still in your arm. They're, in, they're playing Real Madrid in the Champions League. That'll be a good one for the, yeah, the, the boys. Yeah, I'm already, to I'm already uh, starting to hunt around and see if it would be possible to get one of those yeah. know, right home or away I'd love full to time either. Liverpool 9 Bournemouth 0 equally in the record fourth time has been done in the Premier League and a uh, great win for Liverpool today but worrying times for Bournemouth as Liverpool get their first win of the season Derby of, Billy who brought you back to Cork uh, yeah. last week he'll be happy Derby have come from behind in League 1 to, to beat uh, Peterborough today Jason Knight has scored that's wow. raising that up well, somebody, and also, asked, somebody put, texted in you know, would you worry for Jason Knight's future uh, yeah I, I'm just surprised now he is out of contract next season so unless at the end of this season so unless he's been advised to keep his options very open and David McGoldrick I should say uh, got the got the winning goal as well he is still, him. he's still going yeah but uh, yeah Jason Knight I, I thought he would move but um, there you go I think Stephen Kenny thought he would move I think a lot of people thought he would move here we are the window closes next week and he hasn't South Korea's Naranan leading by two shots at the halfway point of the CP Women's Open in Canada 13 under par after two rounds in Ottawa ahead of a chasing pack of four players including Americans Nelly Corda and Lindy Duncan Women's Golf and OTB in association with KPMG proudly supporting women in sport full time to the Premier League coming in Liverpool 9 Bournemouth nil as a result latest scores Man City 4 Crystal Palace 2 Chelsea 2 Leicester 1 Brighton 1 Leeds nil. Brentford won, Everton won earlier on. Man United beat Southampton by a goal to nil. In the Championship, it finished Sunderland nil, Norwich won. Blackburn nil, Stoke won a latest score, latest scores. Blackpool 3, Bristol City 3. Huddersfield 2, West Brom 2. Hull 3, Coventry 2. Middlesbrough 2, Swansea 1. Millwall nil, Reading 1. Rotherham 2, Birmingham nil. Watford 2, QPR 3 and Wigan 1. Burnley 5 and a result, Cardiff nil, Preston nil in Scotland. It finished Rangers 4, Ross County nil, St Mirren 1, Hibs nil. Kilmarnock 2, Motherwell 1 and Aberdeen 5, Livingston 0. Dan, Johnny and Shane, thanks so much for this afternoon, folks. Love the chat. And uh, don't forget, folks, Off the Ball is back tomorrow, 1-7 to here on News Talk. Joe Malloy is in the chair, as always. Two live and exclusive Premier League commentary games to bring you. So Dave McIntyre and Kenny Cunningham will bring you the call on the match between Wolves and Newcastle. That kicks off at two. Then Stephen Doyle and Keith Tracy describing the half-four kickoff between Nottingham Forest and Tottenham Hotspur. That is all on the FM. There's also the Sunday paper review across the OTB digital and social channels from half eleven with Cullum Keys and Gavin Casey. So be sure to join us tomorrow for some great commentaries and conversation. Just checking the Premier League scores. Are they getting to full-time? Any other matches gone in? Yeah, all of them pretty much in now. Chelsea 2, Leicester 1, a result. Brentford 1, Everton 1 is a result uh, Man City 4, Palace 2 still playing and Brighton 1 Leeds nil still playing as well so that's the paper review and the details of our commentaries tomorrow if you missed any of the Saturday panel uh, on pregnancy and sports with Louise Galvin, Olive Lochnan and Helen Keeble or any of OTB Football Saturday with Shane Keegan, Dan McDonnell and Johnny Ward you can find the podcast of our content on the OTB Sports app or be sure to listen back folks wherever you get your pods thanks so much for listening to us on your radio here on News Talk today we'll speak soon bye bye Football on Off The Ball With Sky Watch Premier League, Women's Super League Scottish Premiership and much more Live on Sky Sports